Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who agree with Jared Goff's plumbing choices. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi to Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 472. This is the Mock Draft. Detroit Lions, NFL, Mock Draft 2.0. Trades, everything's involved. It's our consensus run. It's also the official podcast for Reddit. Uh, I'm your dashing host, Chris. With me are two of the most elegant and sexy co-hosts on the face of the earth. First, Jeff Lairiz Risden and the one and only Michael Gray. How is everybody doing today? Good. We're happy to be here. It's draft week. Riz, I didn't notice. Did you just put your your suitcase behind you? I did. <laughs> yeah, the DLP suitcase. What a visual aid. <laughs> that thing's a sweet. I, I love it. I take it with me every time I go now. I've even gotten comments. It's great. I, I, spent, I spent this past weekend in Pittsburgh, and I took it with me, and I was rolling through the lobby one morning, and there was a guy who was like another basketball dad, and he's like, I know who you guys are. I'm like, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Good stuff. For anyone who doesn't know, head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. You can get yours right there. Great looking bag. All right, we'll get through this. And it's it's cabin approved, so it's uh, you can take it. It's exactly the maximum size you can bring in every cabin in, a, in an airplane. So you get your most junk in there that you can. All right, we're going to talk and walk through the 2023 NFL Draft Round 1. We'll explain who we believe the teams are going to pick, why, who's going to pick what, by whom, when, where, how, all that other stuff, and... We've opened the rules up. We are going to allow trades this time. Now, guys, I'm just going to tell you on the trades thing, right? If you do one of those things where we trade back 82 times and get 156 picks in the second <laughs> round, I'm going to get a ticket. I'm going to fly to your house. I'm going to pee on your mattress. End of story. So just don't even get silly like that, okay? Real, real, real stuff here. <laughs> Got a good time. Got a lot of fun stuff going. Are you guys ready to go? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Dan Howard, there you go. Dan wants one of those. It's a sweet, sweet piece of piece of luggage. I don't know. It's, it's more than luggage. 
All right. Uh, I want to give everyone a big welcome and invite to the eighth annual draft party. Eight years in a row. We will do the draft party live this year. We will have Ash Thompson and Michael Gray on day one. You excited about that, Mike? I am, man. Let's. Uh, that's going to be a weird one to watch. It is. Right, we we could be completely pulling our hair out by pick four. <laughs> this is the strangest of all eight drafts. This is the strangest one that I can remember. Um, as far as trying to figure out what in the heck is going on. And it's not just the Lions. No, it's everybody. And it's a great opportunity tonight for us all to look really stupid in about two days time (laughs) with any of these picks because nobody knows what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. And that's the fun, like I've, I've done this for a living for a long time and I'm, I have embraced the fact that I don't know what's going to happen. I kind of like it. I'm excited. Like there are, there have been years when I knew, I don't want to say half the picks, but several picks, including Lions picks, sure. uh, pretty much every year of the Bob Quinn era, uh, we all knew who they were going to be speaking ahead of time. So, so did everybody else, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and like we, knew, we, we literally knew Jared Davis before we got to the combine. That's how early they had decided on him and uh, how, how loose lips they were that, that sank those ships. I kind of like it. Like there, there's a there's four or five different scenarios just for the Lions that I can see playing out, and some of that depends on what's going to happen ahead of them, and we don't know what's going to happen ahead of them, and that's it makes it fun. Hundred percent makes my job more yep. more arduous, but also more fun. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Hank's tank shirt showed up there. That Detroit Lions podcast.com store is just everywhere. It's beautiful. All right, uh, let's get into this first round, first pick overall. Carolina, you guys and gals can follow along on the ticker at the bottom. I'll rehash uh, what we've picked so far. We're going to get right into this, though. We've got, well, no, we're not going to get into this. We have to talk about one breaking piece of news because a few people under a rock somewhere in Denmark haven't heard that Aaron Rodgers was traded. Risden, how did you, how did you act to broker that trade this, this fine day? I made it happen because I published my What I Would Do mock draft at about 3.40 today. Trade happened at like 3.55. You get notifications as I'm driving away. Like, oh, blast. So, yeah, the 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 draft order that I had there is no longer correct because they they did a little jockeying there. Uh, and I don't, I don't have the details in front of me exactly, but I know 13 and 15 flipped. Uh, the Packers are now picking 13th instead of 15th. The Jets are back to 15. The second round pick, one of them of the Jets, and they had two picks in a row, 42 and 43, I believe. 42, I think the later think one, the later one went to the Jets and then, or to the Packers. And then the first round pick next year uh, for the Jets goes to the Packers, assuming Aaron Rodgers plays. I believe it's 65% of the snaps. Uh, and if he doesn't play, Play that much, then that's going to really suck. <laughs> it gets ugly quick. And I think the I think the Packers got back a fifth rounder, maybe this year, something like that. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, that's that's the, the nuts and bolts of it. Which means that Aaron Rodgers' last pass in a Packers uniform was picked off by Kirby Joseph, and that makes me incredibly happy. You and me both, my friend. You and me both. At least until further notice, uh, Jordan loves last pass, too. He got picked off by Tracy Walker. Yeah. And we're going to both of them on the field together the next time we play them, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Fingers crossed. (laughs) 
Ooh, that's I, I like the sound of that. Man, the NFC North this year is probably about as wide open as it's ever been. And at least I don't want to say ever, but as it's been in a long, long time for sure. This is gonna be a heck of a year. I hope it winds up being a fun one and not a, a disaster of tears. <laughs> oh. That's and you know what? You you hit on something there and we'll we'll broach on this very carefully and quickly, but the expectations we all have and and like some of us have been trying to curb that a little bit, but like even even with like if you try to curb it down, like Minnesota's still they're solid, but like Green Bay, I don't think they're going to be that good on offense. Chicago, I don't think is ready yet. Like it's going to be quite quite frankly quite disappointing if the Lions don't do it this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's disappointing every year, but this year in particular, it will be it will be a stake through the heart. Oh, gosh. We'll see. There's talk about Minnesota trading up for a quarterback as well, but we can go through that that sort of thought process here. Let's get right to round, uh, pick one. I say right to it. Here we are 10 minutes in. We'll get right to pick one in the mock draft. Uh, let's take a look at this. Carolina has traded up uh, with Chicago, so they now have the first pick overall in the draft this year. Is there a lot of question about where they're going, Riz? No. No, there was initially, like, in fact, I I was part of the propaganda machine that thought it was going to be C.J. Stroud. We came to a realization what, about three weeks ago that they were taking Bryce Young. That's why they moved up. And uh, pretty much everybody in Carolina has validated it. Nobody in the organization has refuted it, and they are an organization that does actually leak and talk some things, and they haven't done anything like that. So sure feels like Bryce Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael, can you can you tell Riz about how far off the, the mark he is here? All right, not before we address the all skate that sometimes breaks out behind you with those <laughs> lights. What are we doing? Shoot the duck, baby. Uh, DLP, <laughs> the very best Lions coverage. Looking forward to watching you guys on draft night. Tampa, Detroit Lion, thank you, sir, for the super chat. $50 in. Yeah, draft night's going to be a party. It is going to be an absolute party. Uh, Michael will be introduced to drinking for dollars. Maybe he'll want to join. Who knows? We, we A couple bucks <laughs> donated equals one second of drinking of uh, out of the Jägermeister fifth. I think I had 45 seconds last year that I had to do. <laughs> and you just put it back and go. Um, so get your favorite non-lethal kerosene and you can join <laughs> drinking for dollars on draft night. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Michael doesn't know what he signed up for. It's <laughs> it's oh, how fun. bold of you to think this would be the first time I've been drinking for dollars. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. And no, uh, by the way, the uh, this will be this might be the only pick that has no suspense to it, um, because it's it's going to be the young man from Alabama. He goes to Carolina. I still have massive reservations about him surviving as the outlier of outliers. Uh, I've been having this fight in the slack. He's not short. He's small. And that's different. The short yes. Russell Wilson's short, but he's built like a fire hydrant. I, you know, I spent some time with that kid. He's thick. Yep. He's just short. Yes. Bryce Young is small and small in the NFL. Historically, not great. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, that's the pick for sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Bryce Young, number one overall. We move on to Houston with the second pick or do we? Michael, I'm going to leave it to you. Does Houston pick number two? And um, I don't, so, I don't think they find what they want. I don't think they find what they want to move out. So, yeah, I think they do. And they've obviously got some issues 
Uh, they've got to get their coach, their general manager, and their owner all on the same page on a pick. Good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know who the pick should be. I, I don't know that it will be, though. Um, and Risden, you've got some history with this Houston franchise. You know, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a lie that they're out on Stroud. I, I, I think that's no, real. I don't either. I don't, uh, which I, don't, you- I don't think they're taking him, and nor do I think he wants to go there because his agent shares an agent with one Deshaun Watson. <laughs> that did not oh boy, well, get a- Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guy's persona non grata uh, down there on the coast. So that leaves you with Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson, and we'll find out how much say that the coach has because it should be Will Anderson. But uh, it I think Tyree be. Wilson might win out here. Tyree yeah, Wilson, I, so th- their general manager is Nick Casario, who comes from the Bill Belichick Patriot way. And if you look at Tyree Wilson, his floor is like Trey Flowers, and his playing style is right. like Trey Flowers. And the Patriots love them some Trey Flowers. Yeah, boy. And Will Anderson is more, I don't want to call him Von Miller because that's unfair because he's not, but he's more of that type of player. And you can see any scion of Patriot Way or disciple of Patriot Way wanting Tyree Wilson more. And I think that's yep. what's going to happen. Um, but again, no, I'm with you. Um, I did post this in the Slack. They don't know what they're doing yet. Um, as of <laughs> Sunday evening, it with football not, or just the draft? <laughs> well, pretty <Yes>. much everything. <laughs> they're, they are still debating what's going to happen. At number two. So, uh, and I, I, I trust the source that I have on that very much so. So, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> because it's kind of an important <laughs> pick. Because, like, th- you're going to hear this debate a lot this week. But there are a lot of teams that do rate Tyree Wilson higher than Will Anderson. I do not know if the Lions are one of those, by the way. I, I cannot get any clarification on that. And I don't want to speculate on it. But that's it's a real thing. And, uh uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Texans went that way, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they went to Will Anderson. Um, as Gray said, I, I don't think they're going to find what they're looking for in a trade uh, because I don't think anybody thinks that Arizona is seriously going to take a quarterback. And the, the only reason you move up in the first round is to take a quarterback, period, in the top 10, to move up that high. If you do that for any other right. position, you're a freaking idiot. Yeah, so, and getting ahead of Indianapolis would be the the key to doing that anyway, which may leave yep. Arizona with something to do at three. Yeah, yeah. So are we uh, are we all in on Tyree Wilson to the uh, Houston Texans at two? I think that's probably the way. I think that's the safest bet. Yeah, he is now. By the way, the betting favorite to be the first defensive player taken. That ha- really? that changed over the weekend. So all maybe right, the casinos know, but we don't. Terry Wilson, it is. So number two next day. Number two overall. That brings us to Arizona at three. Arizona. I guess the first question is a lot of people talking about possibly running up to three to get their guy with Arizona. They've got their little fella to throw the ball in, in the backfield. Um, does oh, anybody make that trade work? <laughs> By the way, Kyler Murray, short, not small. Right. <laughs> another yeah, another right. one. Great he's, example. He, there's a difference. He's, he, he's probably got 25 pounds on on uh, Bryce Young. Um, Easily. Baker, Baker Mayfield, people, people rip on him for being small. He's he's legitimately six foot 225. Like, he's not small. He's short. Difference. There is a difference, and it's an important difference. Yeah. Um, I think they're trading this pick. The question is to who? 
Is Tennessee coming up from 11? Is is Pittsburgh coming up from the depths of the depths of hell or 17 or whichever comes first? You know, there there's a lot of weird. Like, what do the Jets do now that they have extra picks to play with? You know, well, they have Aaron Rodgers, but like, there's a lot of different things uh, teams that could move up. I don't think if you're in the top 10, you're going to move up that much because I think you're going to be pretty comfortable. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but you're going to be comfortable that a quarterback's going to be there for you. Like this is this is now you're taking the second quarterback. So this is one where like if you want one specific quarterback, this is where you make the move. If you want a quarterback, you can wait. Um, and I think the Colts, quite frankly, at four are happy with either one of the three, any of the three that are left. I think we all have a good idea of who they're taking. And we'll get to that in a minute. Let me but let so, me ask you about one team in the top ten though, because because this okay. is the one that intrigues me. And, I, and actually, Brandon just rolled it up in the in the chat. The Raiders could they pop up to get their guy right now? I think they think they think have so. their guy. All right. Yep. Yeah, I think you, you got to remember who you're dealing with. I in think Josh McDaniels. Wrong. That yeah, guy, yeah, that yeah. guy thinks he could turn you and you or I into a quarterback. Uh, he fancies himself Absolutely. a whisper. And true to that Patriot thing. He's got somebody who's got the stink of Belichick on him now in the quarterback room with Garoppolo, yeah. and he's convinced he can turn him into something. Hundred percent. Yep. They, okay. they will right. take a I'm quarterback leader. <laughs> right. They they are the Lions' competition for Aiden O'Connell in the middle rounds, from everything I've heard. Yep. Okay. All right. So Arizona, Arizona rolls up. Michael, I'm going to go to you. Who do you who do you push to who do you push into the Arizona spot if it's a if it's a trade or otherwise. If it's a trade, it, I think it's Tennessee. If it's a trade, I think the Titans move up because that puts them ahead of Indy in their own division, and they may have a stronger feeling on one of these remaining quarterbacks. I'm having real trouble believing that Indy will just take whatever is left over. And so far, the story has been they're happy with all three guys. Well, that's not possible. That's With a, with a position that important and as badly as they've managed it, they can't just be like, I don't know, he throws things. He'll be fine. Um, so... GM is drafted uh, that way. <laughs> he has, and and the free agents too. They're like, I don't know, find me somebody who's on the verge of retirement, is getting his AARP. Sam Ellinger, give me that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so one one quick yeah. thing: why why the Titans would make a logical trade partner here is because the new Cardinals GM is, is Monty Asenfort, who came from Tennessee, uh, and obviously you've got some connections there. Uh, Tennessee also happens to have a new general manager, so they could be a new GM looking to make a move up to make it identify himself. It sounds like there actually is a trade market. I can't believe this, but for Ryan Tannehill, there might be some team that really wants him. Uh, I I pity that team. Um, not not to beg on Ryan Tannehill either, because I think he's good, but I think you're absorbing a lot of contract there that you don't need to absorb. So it makes a lot of sense that they they would want to do that. And keep in mind, rookie GM. Rookie head coach who's defensive-minded in Arizona. So you're looking at, like, this is a chance for us to punt this year. He ha- They have six-year contracts, too, much of the way that Brad and Dan did. They're Knowing that Kyler Murray is going to be out for most, if not all, of the season, they've effectively been given a redshirt year, which means extra picks. We're going to compete in 2024, 2025, and beyond. After San Francisco hopefully falls off their cliff, after the the – the Seahawks maybe implode before the Rams ever figure out what they're doing with their defense because they have they have I, I looked at the we're not going to get to the Rams tonight. 
The Rams have two players on their defensive roster right now who would make the Lions team. One of them's Aaron Donald. Like that <laughs> yes, defense is, is wretched, <laughs> wretched. So they're going to need some extra picks. So I, I, they're, they're this is a chance for Arizona to, to punt on their first season. I think they will do it. So I think they're going to trade back with with Arizona at eleven. All right, are you feeling that, Michael? Yeah, like I said, that was the trade partner I thought that made the most sense. Um, and if if only to get in front of Indy, who is definitely you right. know in in the quarterback um, in a quarterback need situation and in the division. All right, so we have Tennessee moving up to number three, Arizona dropping back to number eleven, and we now say with the Tennessee Titans on the clock, who are they looking for? That's a good question too. They, it, That's yeah, the other side of it. It, it, here's and here's what I'll say: it should be C.J. Stroud. That should be the guy I that agree. they take. I agree. Should be that that S two um, thing. I think is way overblown. I'm sorry. We've seen the guy in the field. Yeah. We know what he is. And for that to be the thing that I, I think that's just draft Knicks getting fooled by by the I latest standardized test, man. There's two things to that first. I don't believe that that's his score. I don't think that any of the scores that have been leaked have been leaked by a neutral party, and that concerns me. And secondly, I we don't have any correlation to whether there's any, like, any correlation to the, if it means anything, like, because we don't have any historical data on it. It's, it's a very new thing that most teams haven't looked at until last year or this year. Um, everybody, you know, cites Brock Purdy getting a great score on it. Well, Brock Purdy was good to, to Gray's point because he was a Shanahan guy. Like he, he was in a system where it yeah. makes everybody look good. <laughs> like <laughs> put him in, put him in, you know, Pittsburgh and see how he does. You know, put him in Atlanta, see how he does. I think I think this is a different story. So there's there's way too much emphasis being put on that. Maybe in two or three more years after we have more conclusive data and evidence to that it actually means something, then we can worry about it. But right, right. now, no. Well, and the, the the guy from S2 did the interview today with McAfee, and he disputed the score and flat out said, we had a guy, we tested him when he was in the middle of traveling. He was heck, he was hurried. He was hectic. He was not interested in doing the test. Uh, he had one score. We gave it to him when he'd had some time to collect himself. He had a different score. He couldn't name anybody, obviously, mm-hmm. but all, you know, all indicators where he was talking about CJ Stroud. So uh, they, they've disputed that themselves, that those numbers were, were legit. Yep. All right, so let's let's say they know more than we do about the S two scores. CJ did couldn't know less. <laughs> couldn't know less, <laughs> but we'll say the teams know something. Something. Um, yep. Where are we going with Tennessee? Tennessee made the big bold move to move up to number three. Um, I, I I'm with. Well, I'm not supposed. To, I'm supposed to be the, the breaker of ties, so I won't. I won't <laughs> weigh in there. Is what do you think? This is a team that liked Malik Willis a year ago and was willing to live with the slumps and that they've already apparently gone far in the other direction now because they have them learned, still. Learned a lesson. Um, yeah. I'll say this. If they keep Tannehill, it makes more sense to have Anthony Richardson. If they get rid of Tannehill, it makes more sense to have Stroud because Stroud can start right away. And I, I understand that. I think I also think that Anthony Richardson can start right away, but I don't think that the league is there. And I, so that, that's sort of a variable. Um, and there's a lot of weird things that go on with these things. I would say 
they should take Stroud. I would take Stroud. He's my number one overall player. Yep. Will they do it? I, I mean, if you're moving up, but if you're moving up, are you going to move? Anthony Richardson has a higher ceiling than C.J. Stroud. And if you're moving up, like you're you're wagering everything on this um, as your new general manager. Like this is this is you know you could put yourself out there. <laughs> like the, like a Jerry Maguire when when Jerry Cantrell is the dude the Kinkos give him here's stuff, here's man. here's where the he thing put is it all though. out there man if I if I'm the GM right and I'm putting myself in the position I, I hate to do this but um <laughs> I'm supposed to be neutral here uh but if I'm the if I'm a if I'm a rookie GM I don't want to the risk of the floor of Anthony Richardson for the potential gap between the ceiling of CJ Stroud and the seat in the, in the ceiling of Anthony Richardson. I, I like the higher floor on CJ Stroud because I can build around that and formulate my plan as a team going forward, less risk rookie GM gets his guy. And that's a guy that I think they think can carry the team for a long time. I don't know that the it's, it's like when you're stuck at six and you can't trade out, you got a little Valley in the talent of the draft. You don't always match the pick with the value of what a, a number six is, you know, people, ah, they reached at six. Well, they didn't have a choice. They couldn't trade out. Right. It just doesn't always line up perfectly. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you get slightly less value. I just feel like as a rookie GM who's trading up, I, I don't think he wants to get another Malik Willis situation in year one. Go ahead, Michael. Here, here's the other thing to remember. If with all of the, the hubbub around CJ Stroud, what he is or what he isn't, you know, who's going to know. An Ohio State alumni like Mike Rabel is going to know. He's going to know what he's really all about behind the scenes and whether or not he believes that ceiling and floor are achievable and in range. I, I think I think C.J. Stroud is the guy. If they trade up, you know, again, you get your Ohio State guy yeah. who knows the Ohio State stuff and they've yep. traded up in this scenario. It really does make sense that C.J. Stroud is the guy. I think we we may have lost Riz. He's going to, have to reconnect here <laughs> We've shortly. Lost Riz but the, we have thoughtful Riz. <laughs> we have thoughtful Riz right now. God, he does. He looks like he's contemplating something. <laughs> Jeff well, Rizden in happier times. <laughs> he's like, you don't understand how bad things really are. <laughs> if if somebody in the Slack isn't taking a screen cap of that, so that we can like Photoshop him on a swing set <laughs> and at the beach. <laughs> watching a sunset with that face. <laughs> Somebody needs to get on that immediately. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Oh, there he is. Hey, oh, Riz. Back. <clears throat> well, we didn't hear it an argument. Glitched. <laughs> I did. I froze. <laughs> we, we, we gave a moment for any, uh, any, uh, ret- retorts. Nobody retorted. So we picked CJ Stroud. <laughs> Thank you. Good. All right. Moving on. Pick number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, I feel like there's only one choice for them, but Will Levis. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Will Levis. Or as autocorrect autocor- will have you believe, Will Levi's. Um, <laughs> because every time you try to spell that kid's damn name, it autocorrects to Levi's. Uh, he's the pants guy. I saw one guy in the Slack. It came out Levia, like a prescription drug. So, <laughs> well, um, well, well. Poor kid. <laughs> We're only having a five-letter name. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Will Levis, 100%. Bing. All right, very quickly like, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, Bry- Bryce Young, Will Levis, those are the only two I feel like in the top ten that are really kind of cut and dried. Yep. All right, move on For to some see reason. Him. Indy's co- coveting somebody nobody else wants. <laughs> I feel like we're, the the way things are breaking for us right now that the next pick is cut and dry too. But 
We are now on the Seattle Seahawks. Michael, this I is am, your hometown almost. Am, your your adopted hometown. Well, it, I mean, it was for a couple of years. And, um, you know, shy of them taking an unnecessary risk on a flashy pass catcher, which Peach Carroll just can't get enough of. Um, and I, I don't think that's the way. They're, they're a mirror image of Detroit. And I know I've been beating this drum for a while. I did the video on it. But, I mean, even uh, a kid named uh, Brian Nemhauser, who is a, a blogger for the Seahawks, he rolled out – all of the things he thought they were going to do. And if you just flip-flop Seahawks for Lions, you would have never known he wasn't talking about Detroit. So I don't think they're going to take a chance on the quarterback. I don't think this. I do think that. Bah, 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 bah. He went right down his list. I'm like, yeah, no, it reads like a punch list for the Lions. Um, I'm having a hard time shaking the idea that Jalen Carter hasn't gotten their attention. Um, they've taken character risks before. Uh, Frank Clark. Frank Clark was the guy they drafted right after. I like immediately, like within moments after Pete Carroll came out and made this strong stand about how we as NFL employees need to be more aware of the issues of domestic violence and we need to take it seriously. It has to uh, affect our policies and everything we do moving forward. And then he turned in the draft card for Frank Clark, like immediately. <laughs> um, so Frank I, Clark, I don't by think the way, a man I don't, who. Who, a man who smashed a lamp, took a lamp shard, held it up to his girlfriend's face and said, you want me to kill you or the baby first? Right. <laughs> well, hey, he's a yeah. man of many Eagle choices. Scout. <laughs> well, um, they say, you know, here I, the thing is, I, and I, I don't know who to attribute this to, but it's a great, great quote. Uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, so I'm really messing it up now. But uh, you want your quarterback to be a valedictorian and prom king, and you want your interior defensive linemen to be inmates, right? Absolute criminals. Um Jalen Carter fits well, that. Well, there you go. <laughs> fits that Jalen Carter's not a criminal. I know. I'm just they, the mentality. Come on, Riz. Go with it. Yeah, they were misdemeanors uh, as pled down. Um, and he, yeah, he, yeah. He, I, I mean, I don't. I don't even think that that's the biggest. I think the much bigger issue is, and it's something that a, a guy who covers Georgia sent me from SEC pro from their their preseason whatever they call it media day. And he's and it was a quote from their head coach that said, "We got to work on keeping his fire lit." Right. That uh, that right there is an instant disclaimer that he will never be a Detroit Lion. Not that we're gonna have to worry about it because they're taking Jalen Carter in Seattle. Um, right. But, but it, for those of you who think that that it's 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 that it's related to the. The, the the tragedy that happened that he was affiliated with. I don't want to say he was involved. He was affiliated with it. Right. That's not it. <laughs> like, that's not why the Lions wouldn't take him. I, again, does it sound like a Dan Campbell guy when you can say, well, we got to keep his fire lit. Like, yeah. no. And, and, and look, <laughs> that's, I understand. That's a very easy no. He's a I, great player when he wants to be. But he apparently didn't always want it to be that way. And if you look at his game, like, Pro there day. are times where he does appear a little bit. Um, Osiris Torres yeah. beat the crap out of him, and he didn't really fight back, and that was that was a little frustrating too. Pro day, man. That's to me. That's it. That's your chance with everything else going out to save your stock to show nothing else is going to affect me. I am a football player first. I can I can I can execute on the field every time, no matter what, without question. And he didn't do it. That that to me is the is the big killer for him for the Detroit Lions. End of story. I just think that 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 precludes him from yeah. getting nothing else. We're not talk about it because he's going to Seattle at five. So 
Yeah. End of story. Well, and and not for nothing, you know, with, with all of the, you know, the, the guy's got more red flags than my college girlfriend, and I get that. That'll keep him out of Detroit. But in Seattle, Pete Carroll believes he can fix anybody. He believes his system. 100%. Yep. He's, he's got his always compete is on the scoreboard out on the practice facility there at the VMAC. Um, you know, he believes that he can make this guy the best version of himself. And if Pete yes. Carroll's right, then they have a wrecking crew on the inside. And they need, they've got a big hole at DT. Um, he fits a, a lot of needs. And like I said, Pete Carroll's ultimate belief is in himself, not his players. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I think they take him. And yeah. Pete Carroll's history at US. Pete Carroll's history oh boy, at USC man. of leaving a, a a criminal organization behind before the he has to pay the piper, <laughs> and then heading in, it's the same kind of a situation where hey, if he doesn't work out, Carroll's probably only got a couple of years. He can he can walk at any point right now. So it's well, uh, <laughs> and and look, not for nothing, Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, Earl yeah, Thomas, all great points. Russell Wilson, you know there were some guys in there that uh that all needed to be handled differently and he he was pretty good at it yep. won himself a title he's, he's very good at it it's one of the reasons why he's lasted so long as a very successful coach and one of the reasons 100%. why their their roster is not the best in the nfc west but they were they certainly competitive just about every year the fact that they, they moved the playoffs on from Russell year. wilson and and still made the playoffs that's yep. that that that's pete carroll's uh put that on his entry into the hall of fame yeah if you can elevate Gino at that point in his career, you yeah. can do anything. You could do anything. All right. Give him Jalen um, Carter. And, and <laughs> now, we're in, now we're at the part of the draft where, frankly, I'm Hawkeye. All right. <laughs> Don't give me hope. What are we doing? We've done this. We've talked ourselves. In, I did one of these mock drafts in the Slack a couple of days ago. It ended up like this. Peter King at MMQB did a mock draft. It ended up like this. We're at six and Will Anderson still on the board. I've done doing? mock drafts. I've done mock drafts as, as part of like the writer thing where, you know, you take a writer from every place and, and they do it in four of the six that I've done. Will Anderson has been here at number six. Oh Take boy. Oh boy. We're not, we're not, oh we're, boy. a scheme change. Isn't a foreign thing for the lions, right? Aaron Glenn will, will could fit. Will could fit. Two yeah. guys screaming Think off the edge. It. People talk about it as a four-three versus three-four. Nah, this is a five-two where the the four and the five are standing up on the outside, and it's Will Anderson, and it's Aiden Hutchinson, with John Kaminsky inside, with Ali McNeil roaming around wherever he wants to go, and Isaiah Bugs anchoring the middle along with their second or third round draft pick that'll be Keanu Benton, and that's that's nasty. And and you can bring James Houston in if you want to get speedier and move drop Hutchinson down to inside more. That is something that I can see Aaron Glenn embracing and doing. Good I, luck hitting I don't the think edges it's a problem. on that defense For, with, yeah. in the run game. Good luck hitting the edges with those guys out there. Yeah, Godspeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the thing you're doing with this- that is you are you are eliminating a receiving tight end as an option. From the yeah. offense, which means that you don't have to worry about Alex Anzalone or Malcolm Rodriguez uh, not being able to cover anybody because they're not going to have that much time because the quarter, they have to keep a tight end in or a running back in. Otherwise, their quarterback's going to die. And that's, I like that. I wish, let's be honest. How long has it been since they've been able to stop uh, any kind of a receiving tight end? I mean, it's been decades, like with an S. I mean, it's been forever. That was like 
that was like the one thing that the the Marinelli era Lions did well. They actually covered tight ends well. They just couldn't do anything else. <laughs> was it was it DeAndre Levy, the last linebacker you could trust? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Anceloni's not. You couldn't bad. trust him in the offseason. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> sliding down the Jeff, I was hoping that we could get through this exercise without you and I fighting about Anzalone. But I, I, I can't. I, I just I can't make I, myself I continue believe to him. point out that PFF makes him out to be a lot worse than he actually is. And I point to the, the deflected passive statistics where they didn't even give him credit for his own interception. Like they okay. dog him unnecessarily because they don't know what he's doing in their defense. And that bothers no, and, me a little bit. Like, is he good? Far no, be it. I'm not going to argue that he's good, but they cheat him and they dog him at PFF. And, and it's bad because it makes, it makes the casual fan, let alone the people like us who are a little bit more involved than casual fans. It makes us have a le- lesser opinion of him than he actually is. And that that's, that's not right. Well, I, I will say this. Somebody like Will Anderson in that mix, if you give Aaron Glenn that toy to play with, he can put Anzalone exactly where he needs to be. Just just like with Malcolm Rodriguez. You know, I think he, he's he got limitations to his game. We saw that. As good as he was and how much yes. everybody loved him in in the passing game, he's nowhere. As long as he's coming downhill, wrapping up, gator rolling guys to the ground, great, awesome. Uh, and somebody like Will Anderson unlocks a different part of this defense in that front seven. And you start talking about mixing and matching and where's Kaminsky lighting up and where did 97 go and, you know, where's the rookie at? And, and then, oh, James Houston's on the field. And you can do, your NASCAR package looks pretty outstanding uh, with the addition of this guy in that front seven. So can I just hit the commit button here? Will yeah. Anderson? Yep. Boom. Do it. We've been Made committed. Not. Now, now, real quick, just to be devil's advocate, if Will Anderson's there at six, does somebody come up and ransom the farm? Does somebody try to trade with Detroit that thinks they're a Will Anderson that away? That wouldn't surprise me. Mm. I, I don't know if they take it, but they certainly have to consider right. it. Absolutely. I wonder if Will Anderson at six doesn't get you better offers than any of the quarterbacks in the top five. It might. You're looking at, like, who would come up for him, though? Like, who is that desperate for a pass rusher? Well, Atlanta at eight? Who? Like, who's Also, who's desperate for the ceiling on – Richardson, right? Yeah, right. He's available still, and and, and Las Vegas is a potential home for him. I I, I I believe you know. I know they got their guy. I know they got their Garoppolo, but that ceiling. If you're Las Vegas, and and you've and you've sat with Garoppolo, you've seen everything he's done for the last forty three years. He's been in the league. Boy, not bad to sit Richardson behind him for a year. Get get him up. I mean, I, th- I feel like uh, Richardson is is a commodity at six. Something, somebody, if they really, really wanted him, they would trade it. Yeah. it. It could be, but why would you trade with six when you know that the Lions aren't going to take him and the Raiders right. probably aren't going to take him because that, like, you can trade with the Raiders and and give up instead mm-hmm. of a second round pick, maybe a third round pick or something like that. Fair enough. Um, that, Fair enough. You're you're not going to want to give up what you don't have to unless you're Chris Ballard of the Colts because that's what he does. <laughs> All right. So we'll leave. We've got, we've already got Will Anderson. You can't, you can't trade your pick once you've made it. Well, so. Let me just, let me just say one thing. There's a lot of people that are like very skeptical that this will happen. It only takes Tyree Wilson being taken ahead of Will Anderson for this scenario to play out because I think everything else we've said, you can substitute the quarterbacks around whatever you want. 
but three quarterbacks, Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson, is probably a more realistic top five than you might think it would be. Uh, and I think it's uh, – somebody asked me on Twitter today, like, what are your chances that it could do this? I said 45%. And that's I, – I actually probably think it's higher than that, but I want to – because I don't know what's going to happen and I don't want to, like, be overconfident in what's going to happen, like, somebody could bring an offensive lineman in here. Or Will Anderson could go too. Like, you never yeah. know. So, but I, I do think that – I think that – Will Anderson being a lot better in 2021 than 2022 is something that the NFL considers a lot more than most fans do. He gained a little weight and he wasn't as good. And if he loses the weight, he's not going to be the run defender that you necessarily want him to be. He might not start in Detroit next year. Like he might be behind Josh Pascal. He might not. He might be. He take might take over the role that James Houston was in. Um, I I cannot reinforce enough the team absolutely believes that josh pascal is getting 10 sacks this year like they're they love the guy they really do and that's that's why it's weird that they would take will anderson but that that, i think that's because of the perception of how good will anderson can be and when brad holmes talked at the owners meetings about overloading a position i i think my guess, but don't know this. I'm just saying. I think this is what he was talking about. This sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we've just seen successful guess. teams do it. I mean, who's who's spent more on defensive linemen than any team in the league? San Francisco. You know yeah. that that front is pretty, pretty important. Yeah, pretty good. They so, even missed yeah, on Javon Kinlaw, and it's still working out for him. Yeah. <laughs> they missed right. on Solomon Thomas big time, and it's still working out for him. It's I, terrible. The, the other side of it is, is you could probably make the argument, especially with the Okuda trade, that Brad Holmes feels like he's got his secondary short up with the moves that he's made this year. And a Will Anderson pick, then the line helps the secondary, the secondary helps the line, right? That Will Anderson pick a- elevates the secondary to exactly where he needs it to be. You're I, also and, looking at a very, very deep cornerback class. And if you pass on one at six, you can get one at 18, you can get one at 48, you can get one at 55, you can get yeah. one at 159 who might be able to play. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a lot easier to pass on a cornerback here than it is to pass on Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on, Las Vegas Raiders. Who do we see them? Uh, Riz, let's give you the mic and let you run the <laughs> run the train on them. Where's my dartboard? <laughs> um, they... So Raiders fans insist that they're not looking at their offensive line. I think they should. This makes sense for where the first offensive lineman should come off, but I'm I'm going to – I haven't seen – like in all those drafts that I've done, none of them have gone offensive line. So a lot of the times that the player here is Christian Gonzalez. Not always, but he seems to be one of the favored picks here. And I get that because they need a lot of help on their defense. Uh, Nolan Smith has been brought up here. I don't think he's going this high. Um, yeah, it's this is tough, man. Like, it could be – I mean, you could throw Lucas Van Ness in there. You could throw Devon Witherspoon in there. You could throw <sighs> any number of defensive players here. Uh, and, again, quarterback certainly makes sense if somebody wants to move up now and make sure that Atlanta isn't serious about or is serious about, hey, we're not really taking a quarterback, uh, then this would be a spot where a team like uh, – who's picking and needs a quarterback now? Um, not Green Bay. Tennessee got theirs. Uh, 
not the Jets because they just traded for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Tampa um, Bay. Tampa, yeah, Tampa Bay at 19 makes sense to move up this far. And they have shown a willingness to move around before. So Minnesota. Maybe this is Ooh. maybe this is moving up from nineteen. Maybe this is Minnesota moving up yeah. from where they're twenty twenty three. Twenty three to nine is doable. It's been done. Or twenty three to seven. Um that's similar to what the the Texans did to get Deshaun Watson, similar to what the Chiefs did to get Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not unprecedented to move up this far. You're going to it's basically like an all-in, uh, like, we absolutely love this guy move. And, by the way, it's worked out pretty well for those teams until Deshaun got massage happy. Uh, yeah, I think we have to consider the fact that this so We're not even doing operating. phrasing anymore. Like, <laughs> he just didn't work the word massage, ending in there. Is what you yeah. to say. <laughs> that haze out the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So first, first and foremost, um, what about Washington? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of their needs. Do, do they feel like that they would? Are they in the market for an Anthony Richardson? Because this is this is where I feel they like they sure seem to like. They seem to like Sam Howell. Yeah. Like they're willing to let that ride and see what they've got. Which, in a way, I kind of envy. I, I kind of like that, but because I kind of like Sam Howell, and I, I think he deserves a shot, anyways. I don't know. Um, they, they, they don't seem like. Well, again, you're dealing. They're being sold. Um, what does a new owner want to do? Like, there's so many variables right. in this. Peter King pointed that out very astutely in his Monday Morning Quarterback or not Monday Morning Football Morning in America uh, for NBC when he did his mock draft in it, and he correctly noted that like there's so many rookie GMs, new GMs, rookie head coaches, new head coaches in all these places, new owners in some places. Trying to predict this is insane. We're trying to be a little bit less insane than some other people here is basically the long and the short of it. <laughs> and like Minnesota, second-year GM, trying to stake out on his own. Like he, he was kind of aggressive last year. He's not afraid to make a trade within the division. Yeah, he's um, made moves, yep. They will be aggressive. Uh, he he is um, – Kwesi is from the Andrew Berry School of – aggressively seeking to acquire talent at all times. That's Andrew Berry, the general manager of the Browns. That's his mission statement. And I think Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is part of that school. And he's also, by the way, was in San Francisco when they, they made straight for Trey Lance. So, like, yeah, they could do that. <laughs> they could certainly move up this far. Um, do we do we want to do that without, like, is that – so if you're moving from 23 to 7 – it's costly. First this year, third this year, first next year at minimum. Yeah, that's a lot. You're giving up the farm. <laughs> Are they a, a quarterback yeah, away? If if they're stuck, if if Oakland's stuck there, I I think Gonzalez is the pick. Uh, Jeff's original point. Cornerback uh, is a is a need for them, and the one position that we haven't taken a premier guy off the top yet. You haven't taken. Yeah any of the corners. So they've got their pick of the litter. I think they go with the tall athletic one from the West coast. They've no doubt had some eyes on Oregon games. Um, I think, I think he, he checks a lot of boxes for a corner needy team. He's a good player. Real good player. Yep. All right. Locking it in. Christian Gonzalez to the Las Vegas Raiders. Off they go. Number Number eight. Now Atlanta Falcons are up. Um, 
do they do? I guess for the first question is, do they pick? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I still think I still think that coaching staff is playing with house money um, and and getting another premier talent in the door probably matters. Now, having said that, I don't have a clue which direction they go. Um, you know, I think I hadn't even I hadn't even thought of this until this morning when Peter King dropped his mock. But do they go cuckoo for cocoa puffs and go get Bijan and throw him into that offense and just go nuts? That's what I did in my what I would do mock draft. They published today. Check out um, the draft wire. Please and thank you. That one that hadn't even occurred to me. And and then I saw that, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. No, they could just score. 65 points a game like the big 12 and just hope to outlast people um you know you want otherwise give, i mean so Des, desmond ritter's their quarterback if you want to make desmond ritter be the best desmond ritter he can be you get him the best <laughs> right. running back prospects in saquon barkley that's not a I, like tyler, tyler algier is a good running back you're not not taking bajan robinson because you have tyler algier just as the lions would not not take bajan robinson because they have david montgomery Right. He's he's that much of a trump card. So I I don't uh, Bijan is impossible to slot. He could go here, he could go twenty. And I don't think a single right. person would be surprised. And that's one of the issues with this draft. They but so they could take a cornerback, but they don't have to take a cornerback. They could take an offensive lineman, but they don't have to take an offensive lineman. Like they're in a weird spot here. So this is a spot where Let's say Pittsburgh really wants their pick of the best offensive lineman, and that's a very credible thought. Um, I'm saying that from spending the weekend in Pittsburgh and talking to people uh, at a Pirates game. They're like, they're they either want in Pittsburgh not to jump ahead, but they either want Joey Porter Jr. or X offensive lineman. And getting in front of the Bears is important to get X offensive lineman. The Bears pick ninth. Right. This is a spot where a team that wants one specific offensive tackle could move up to. And I think Atlanta would be willing to deal back. But is it Pittsburgh? Is it Washington? Is it Tampa Bay? Although they just got Tristan Wirfs done, so probably not. Um, even though they still have Donovan Smith as the revolving door that sacks the quarterback a lot at left tackle. Um, who else? Like Minnesota, maybe? No, they're, they're good. They, Yeah. I don't know. Like, New England? Be uncharacteristic for them to move up. Yeah. Very. Maybe Darnell Wright. Maybe Paris Johnson. Maybe maybe uh, Peter Skaronsky is worth that to a team here. That's something you got to consider. Anyways. All right. <laughs> Rob, our Michael's looking like Manson with the hair and lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should have worn a hat. Um, it's a good look. It's a good Manson never. look, though. You're the good Manson. I, 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 <laughs> so the bad one was taken. Uh, I mean, they need edge help. They need DT help. They need cornerback help. Um, their quarterback is – I mean, they've, they've drafted wide receivers. They've drafted tight ends. They should have enough playmakers over there. Um you know, Nolan Smith is another interesting. Does he become a piece mm -hmm. that somebody takes a chance on? I, I think I've got a better landing spot for him. I can't get Arthur and his offense out of my head though with Bijan. I can't. 
I, I, I just, the kid's a special talent. And like I said, I don't think the coaching staff is under the gun win now. Um, but in that division with a good enough offense, you score enough points, you're going to contend with some people. Um, who else is going to step up? Tampa Bay, Carolina, anybody know what New Orleans is? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? <laughs> Derek Carr? Um, so I, I say, I I say really forgot he was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's easy to forget. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think, I think Bijan looked pretty good there in Atlanta. Um, scary. Let's do it. Fact. Let's make it the pick. Oh, I, I, sure. I'll, I buy that. And this, this is one of those variables that happens. Like, like the Raiders taking Cleveland Farrell at four when most people thought he was going 20. <laughs> I really liked May- Mike Mayock in the booth too. I hated what he did as a GM. Yeah. I enjoyed him on the NFL network. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Bijan. Right. Yep. Bijan Robinson yeah. goes to the Atlanta okay. Falcons. We now are on the clock. Michael, you are the Chicago bears. Gross. I know. <laughs> um, I hate to do that to you, brother. That's not, that's not <laughs> nice. Um, I, w- I want to give him Skronsky just because you get to say it with that annoying nasally Chicago accent. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> that's such a funny, perfect pick. <laughs> funny, Skransky. funny story. Funny, yeah, funny story. Driving through that part of the world uh, with my wife, and we turn on uh, Wisconsin Morning Radio, and of course they're talking about the Badgers. And my <laughs> wife looks at me. She's like. Why, why do they talk like that? I'm like, you've been gone too long, sweetie. <laughs> this is how the people it's in Wisconsin and Illinois, that's how they talk, okay? It all comes right through your nose. Um, yeah. Don't, don't, short, don't short sell Michigan on that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing to the local crowd, Chris. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think the big kid from Ohio State ends up in Chicago. I think Paris Johnson, you, they need, they need the, all the linemen. They they can't if they have another year where where Fields takes the kind of hits he's taken so Ooh. far that that'll be it it'll be scrambled eggs and um you know you, you can't have him getting up in the huddle too many more times and coming in and going I'm Batman um so yeah I think you got to get him line help you got to be a certain age to get that reference that was back before head injuries were serious um before we cared about but, it right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> What's the score? Yes. 20, 28 to 7. Where are we at? Baltimore. What's your name? I'm Batman. So, yeah. Oh, man. All right, Riz, you in You in on Paris Johnson? You, you on, uh, in on Paris Johnson? Yeah. Or you want to go with uh, Peter Skaransky? Yeah, so, so <laughs> I will hearken back to an old theory of mine from when I worked at Real GM that my penultimate mock was more accurate than my final mock. My penultimate mock had Paris Johnson there because I wrote it six weeks ago. It's like, yeah, that's where everybody in Chicago was landing. And now all the smoke has come on and like, all right, I got to take somebody else. Let's go back to Paris Johnson. Why not? Boom. Good all player. Right. Real good player. Real, real ready-to-play player. Yes. And he can also play either yep. side. And, and uh, depending on what they do with uh, Braxton Jones – who was wretched against Detroit last year? Like they, they gotta do something, man. Because if you're if you're seriously committed to building around Justin Fields, you need to be able to keep Justin Fields on the field. And uh, yep. line is the way to do that. So yep. yeah, let's go. Right. Let's go, Paris Johnson. All right, Paris Johnson at nine. We are up to number ten. The Philadelphia, the Pie Hydelia uh, Eagles are up. Risen, take her away. Who you who you picking? 
So, I have two people that I will present to Michael Gray here as the potential pick. Nolan Smith, Lucas Van Ness. I think it's going to be one of those two. I'm weirdly, overly confident that it's going to be one of those two players. Which one do you think they would take out of that group? Nolan Smith. He's he's okay. the freak. Uh, he he's the guy who brings in all of the the crazy the crazy numbers, um, and gives you a piece that maybe it's uh, what was it Isaiah Simmons, the kid that went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm it, like it's something like that, but where it works because it's not Arizona. So Philadelphia actually knows what they're doing, and and won't just throw him out there and wonder why it's not working out. Um, Arizona he, drafting he, he four looks, iterations of the same guy in the first round in five years and wondering why none of them right. worked. <laughs> and then never putting any of them in the right spot to do anything. I mean, they didn't put them in a spot to succeed. I think Philadelphia has proven pretty <laughs> adept at that. They've got to find in this draft, they've got to find some some line reinforcements because that, uh, that defense is getting pretty old. Um, but I think yep. here, if Bijan's not available, because I think Philadelphia could take him at 10. I think if Bijan makes it to 10, but in this one he didn't, he gets uh, – he gets swept up at eight. Um, you take another. You take another freak of nature, and on the defensive side, I think Nolan makes a lot of sense. I buy that. All right, Nolan Smith is in. That gets us through the first ten picks of the draft. I'll do a quick rehash of who who's been go- who's been picked so far. Also, you can follow the scroll at the bottom of the screen. But first. Duncan D's Nuts has a great question. Chris, I have a lot of business travel lined up next month. Can you remind me where I can acquire the suitcase behind Riz? What a great question. I'm glad you asked. That is a cabin suitcase. The maximum allowed size uh, is a cabin suitcase on the airline. Beautifully emblazoned with the Detroit Lions podcast emblem. You can go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store and get action on that. It's got the TSA locks. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I use mine every time I travel, which is like monthly. So... Definitely, definitely a really nice, uh, really nice bag. There you go. All right, let's go through the first 10 picks. First, we have the Carolina Panthers taking Bryce Young. We have Houston at number two, unable to trade out. They get outside linebacker Tyree Wilson. Tennessee trades with Arizona for the number three spot and gets themselves a C.J. Stroud quarterback. Uh, at fourth, Indianapolis goes with Will Levis, leaving Seattle defensive tackle Jalen Carter. And then the Detroit Lions at six with Will Anderson dropping to us to give us the line of doom. Also, Christian Gonzalez goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. B. John Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons. Paris Johnson to the Chicago Bears. And Nolan Smith to the Philadelphia Eagles. We move up to 11 where the Arizona Cardinals have fallen after their trade to a number 11. What are they going to do? And if you guys make them trade back again. This is, you're putting yourselves at risk. I'm just telling you right now, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, none of this trade back for a bunch of stuff all day. Okay. <laughs> Riz, I'm going to, I'm going to, so, I'm going to point to Arizona. Somebody just sent me a DM on Twitter and this person will know who it is. And I know he's watching. Keep an eye on Witherspoon to the Cardinals. That feels like kismet to me. Like I just got that. Like, holy crap, dude. So it makes sense. They, they as long need, as he's not, they need him. As long as he's, he's not talking player. about a three. What? What? I mean, if Arizona, yeah. that that could be one of those things that on Thursday that happens, and you go, you watch Witherspoon go at three, and it throws everybody's mock directly into the garbage disposal. Yeah, yeah. They could yeah. also take Paris Johnson at three, 
Um, there are gone. rumors that Arizona yeah, is okay. interested in Paris Johnson as high as three. I don't That's know if I believe those, but they're out there. Can't, I think it makes more sense. anything out this year. Like, yeah. like, like we said at the top, no. for those of you just joining, we don't know what's going to happen. This is our best guess. It's what, Sometimes well, we might we might be we might be the monkey with the lucky blow dart every now and then. We also might be the the monkey with the blow dart that's you know blowing up your boat. So who knows? I, I don't want to give monkeys blow darts. I'm going to move to Michael. Michael's frozen. He's he's had uh, Elon.com internet issues. He'll be back in a second. So uh, while we're waiting for Michael yeah. to come back and talk he about looks great though, doesn't he? Devin Witherspoon. God, yeah, yeah he's okay. he always looks good. God. Uh, while we're waiting for him to confirm the Devin Witherspoon pick, uh, we ask you to like and subscribe. Uh, hit the like button. That's free. And if you're watching, hanging out, it's fun. It's easy to do. Helps other people find us. Helps us with the show. Also, the subscribe lets you know when we go live, like on our live draft show that we're doing, as well as all the other great things that we we do. It helps us out a great deal. Helps us keep doing what we do. You get to see all the videos that are coming out. We're almost once a day with new content. It's pretty nice. So, uh, like, subscribe, and we usually ask once per show. So, thank you all for for taking part in doing that for us and helping us out as we continue to punch out as much content for you in the Lions Arena as we can. All right, we're going to leave him there and we're going to move on and we're going to take He's like Han Solo frozen in the background. He is. Chris, I'm studying to be a botanist. Can you tell me where I can get the name of the plant behind Jeff? Uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com the little one is a succulent of some sort. Um, I'm actually in my wife's office, so I don't, yeah. I'm not a botanist. I did okay. take botany once. <laughs> oh, did Mike come back? Oh, he moved. Oh, he's there he back. is. <laughs> Michael. Oh. Oh, God, now he's even more devastatingly handsome. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Is that it? You got audio? You're approaching yep. Brady Quinn you status. You frozen on my screen, but I could hear you. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. We've got Devin Witherspoon to Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> all right. Good enough. I'll take it. Sure. We're, we're moving on to the Houston Taxmans. Um, Riz, that's your native, your native hometown, sort of adopted. Why don't you uh, take on for the uh, Houston Taxman? What are we, what are we doing down there? We took Will Levis, right? We have not taken Anthony Richardson yet. Will Levis nope. is gone. Yes. Anthony Richardson is still on the board. It's Anthony Richardson. Boy, this is ideal for them, isn't it? Over him yeah. and Hooker? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I did see that in a mock today. Uh, was that was that Peter Kings? I don't even remember. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that seems that seems hasty to me. Um, not that okay. I don't like Hendon Hooker, but I think taking him over Anthony Richardson, um, who is five years younger than him, that's, you know, they're, again, they're in a position, they have Davis Mills, they have Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum has done this role before where he goes in where there's a rookie quarterback that needs a little bit of time and he can buy them that time, but he will also teach them how to become a professional NFL quarterback. He's going to be one of those guys like Mark Brunel, who's going to be a quarterback coach in the future. Like, it's preordained. Kellen Moore was the same way. Like, not the most physically talented guy, in Kellen Moore's case, not physically talented at all. But you know that he he's going to be able to help. 
he helped Matthew Stafford. I think I think Kellen Moore deserves a little bit of credit for helping Matthew Stafford become a better quarterback, even though Kellen Moore was younger than him, came in later. I think he helped him see the field and see things differently. I like yeah. the idea of Case Keenum being that guy for Anthony Richardson. So I and they desperately need a quarterback because like Money Mills, he's got he's got the biggest neck in the world, but he's not helping him throw footballs very well. There you yeah. go. No, I'm on I'm on board with that. If AR is still on the on the board, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Houston takes Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Quick question. Smoothie King just opened near the crib. What's the DLP preferred order? Uh, for me, it's the Caribbean wave. For my boy, it's Angel Food Riz. What's your Smoothie King? You go to. Uh, so this weekend I had the Hulk gladiator with vanilla and banana, and it was great. It's a coffee drink. You got it just for um, the it's name. It's really good. I know you is. You got it just yeah, because of the of name. It um, uh, I like the Island Impact if I'm looking for something a little different. And they also have one that's uh, got, and I forget what it's called. It's got ginger and spinach and something else in it. And spinach really aggravates my gout, so I don't get it very often. But uh, it's it's a good one, too. By the way, for those of you who have gout, um, first off, you probably shouldn't be drinking beer. Secondly, spinach is the worst trigger for it. Um, Michael, do you have anything to add to gout talk? <laughs> I, I promise you. In the entire World Wide Web, no one else is going to hear the words aggravate my gout in their mock draft. <laughs> You're only getting that here on DLP. That is 100% proprietary content. Well played, sir. I did not see that curveball coming. Google what fresh, baby. Is, figure out what that is and why spinach is suddenly your enemy. That's a terrible kryptonite to have, man. You really don't want gout. It sucks, man. It really sucks. <laughs> gout talk. I don't I want think. my ass kicked by spinach. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible. All right. Let's move up. To, from Good Lord. <laughs> At least Tristan didn't mention hemorrhoids, Rob, in the chat. <laughs> don't worry. We're not to pick That's 18 yet. <laughs> not as bad as gout. Wait till we get we're to pick 18. not even halfway through the first round. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right, let's 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 move forward. We've got Green Bay now up to thirteen, ready with their pick. Um, I doubt there's a podcast funnier than this. <laughs> Jeez. Where's the rails? Get on them. Green Bay at thirteen. Riz, save your gout talk. Stay Give on us a target. pick. Stay on target. Thirteen. Old. So they could take. They could take an edge here. They could take. I don't think they're looking at wide receiver here, although Jackson Smith and Jigba should be on their radar. They do have to replace David Bakhtiari at some point. He's not able to play often enough anymore. He's great, but like he's missed. I want to say he's missed more games than he's played in in the last three years. If not, it's close to that. Uh, so maybe offensive tackle, Darnell Wright makes sense. Um, if you go to the defensive side, Miles Murphy makes sense. Cornerbacks, they do not take short corners, so Joey Porter makes sense. He's certainly long. Deontay Banks makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, that's something that I know that that has come up in Packers Twitter is like, we really like him at 15, don't we? Like, they're, they're a very insecure bunch. They're very skittish, and they're very group-thinky. Um, but it kind of makes sense for that, too. So I that's sort of where my head is at to start here. I think they're going to go offensive line, offensive tackle, or – or cornerback because they or edge because they do stick to those are premium positions in the NFL. They do a very good job of valuing 
premium positions in their premium picks. Um, they do that ex- incredibly well. So I think that's sort of where we're looking at here. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. I don't think they're taking Hendon Hooker. He's older than Jordan Love. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Jordan Love's dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, Stetson Bennett is older than all of those guys. Oh, man. <laughs> and chose to get drunk instead of playing at the Senior Bowl. He ain't gonna get drafted. <laughs> Sorry, he's not. Um, do, do yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, do they hmm? give Aaron Rodgers the Marcus Hall epic double bird and get him a pass catcher in the first round the minute he's out the door? Do they grab Dalton Kincaid? Wouldn't that do be they fun? go tight end? Yeah, well, they could. They could. So and the, they, could. they don't have Robert Tanya anymore. Know, he's in Chicago, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and then or, or or maybe the kid from Notre Dame, Meyer Mayer, um, Michael Mayer. You know, he's, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. You know, Kincaid is the all around the game, game, which they Kincaid need. Is the, yeah, Kincaid's the alpha receiver. Mayer is the I'm going to do everything kind of guy. Um, and I don't know which one they would prefer out of that, quite frankly. Um, I yeah, you know, I mean, Kincaid you, a little bit better because I think you can teach him to block, and I don't think you can make Michael Mayer any more athletic. Just my thought. I don't know if they think. Yeah, you get a true Y out of Kincaid. You get a true Y to add to that pass game. They're going to have to put the training wheels on Jordan Love a little bit, right? I mean, they got to give him something. And I I mean, I'm reading, I'm reading way into this. Okay, so just let me go off into Fantasy Island here for a second. But if you watch that uh, that announcement today with Gutenkunst, like that when he was talking about or Gutenkunst or however you say his name, the plane, Judy, (laughs) right. It, like all of his body language and the fact that they asked him if he talked to Aaron, he said, no, I talked to his agent and, you know, just got the deal done and all of that other stuff. They've got some extra draft collateral. Now they've got another second round pick. Um, they could put a shiny new toy on that offense. That makes sense. And it would just be, like I said, a premium position. They, they do need what a great like that epic double bird to give Rogers on his way out. He does make the receivers like Romeo Dubs, um, Christian Watson. He, he helps those guys get better. Yeah. Because I think right. he, he deflects coverage away. He yeah. is a matchup problem for the Lions. I think that's who they're sort of chasing. Not, not anymore. Not, they got Will Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm locking in Dalton Kincaid. And you guys can't talk to me okay. about it. <laughs> okay. All right. The arbiter. Uh, I love spoken. I love passive aggressive Packers. They're my favorite. <laughs> oh, no. I'll I'll leave it there. I don't want to be violent. Uh, New England at fourteen. <laughs> I do want to be, but I can't. I can't. Uh, New England at fourteen. Um, they want all the players. I mean, the, the, what what a unique team. You, they're always drafting at like 29, 27, 32, whatever. You never see what they can do at fourteen. So much creativity here. For Bill Belichick, Michael, what do you what do you think they're going to do in green? In uh, um, I think they're going to. I, I think they 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 need offensive tackle help, and I think they do the boring New England thing, and and find themselves. And this might be where Skransky Skransky. goes. Uh, um, you know that short arms and all, but some positional versatility. That's something Bill Belichick covets. They can move him inside. He could play guard. Um, they can move him outside in a pinch. Um, Again, despite the uh, the short arm thing, I think he makes a lot of sense. The other guy that I can't get out of my head for this team is Brian Branch. They need safety help in New England. New England, like he, the Alabama guys, 
Brian Branch is one of those no-nonsense, just plays football, puts his damn head down and gets the job done. Again, some positional flex. He could move out and be a slot corner. He's a guy that makes a lot of sense for New England, too. So it's, I, in my head, it's one of those dudes. I'll let Jeff be the tiebreaker on That's, that. I was going with Branch. Um, he would have been my leadoff guy here because he played the star. He played the money. He played outside corner. Uh, all at Alabama, those are all different roles. He all played them all very well. They do need safety help. I was looking at their depth chart. Like they're they're unusually thin there. They're also unusually yeah. thin at offensive line for them. But I think uh, I think for what you just said, the the Alabama Saban connection. Yeah, I I, I like Brian Branch here. It's a, it's a good pick. He's and uh, he is. I think he's my number fourteen overall player, and we're at number fourteen. So again, Kismet, I'm a believer in that. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, I was so hoping we'd have someone pack the car for Skransky, but all right, here you go. Brian Branch. What are you doing? Can, that was Chris. Chris, Chris Boston and Chicago? Ago. Sorry, sorry. I, well, like, I took Skransky. Like last week, it's last week Chris and I talked, and we both it. agreed that Peter Skransky was a guy that we thought could fall further than expected, and that's mm-hmm. what's yeah. happening here. And you're seeing that kind of reflected in a lot of the, the early final mock drafts that are coming out, too. He's not in the top 10 very often. Won't be in mine either. Sad day for the fighting smarties of Northwestern. <laughs> fighting smarties. All right, Duncan D's nuts. DLP Not is my safe people. space. Thank you, brother. You can be my safe space a little later. All right, let's go on. We're on New York oh. Jets after their trade with. with I'd rather <laughs> aggravate Risden's gout. <laughs> <laughs> New York Jets at 15 after trade with Green Bay earlier today. Uh, they've picked up Aaron Rodgers. It's time to get him some weapons. Show those Green Bay Packers how to how to draft. <laughs> Riz, who are you taking? <laughs> they need offensive line help because Makai Becton hasn't worked. And Aaron Rodgers needs to not be harassed, harangued buried. So offensive line here, we're looking at Darnell Wright is here. Skaronsky's here. He certainly makes sense. Uh, he might actually make more sense because he can play all the right and play guard as well. I think Skaronsky playing, you try him at tackle. If he doesn't work, you move him inside to guard. Um, that's what any team should do. But it, it, especially with this team, that makes sense because their guards are pretty good. Like Elijah Vera Tucker is a good, he's a good player. So he makes sense. They don't necessarily need the best center. Um, yeah. Uh, who else is out there? Osiris Torrance is a guard. Probably not. They, they again, they took a, a, a AVJ a couple of years ago. So, or AVT. Um, what about Broderick Jones there at Georgia? Yeah. And I, I just, I literally just glanced at his yeah. name. He makes sense too. And he's, he's a good fit. He might be more ready to play tackle than those guys. This is a guy who played, he played both tackles at Georgia. Good player, um, good in the run game too, and is that's something that, that you know we saw them last year when they had Brees Hall and were running the ball while they were a very good football team. When they didn't, then it was Zach Wilson's turn or Mike White's turn. And other than one and a half glorious weeks, Mike White that pumpkin that pumpkin done exploded. So right. yeah, that, he makes sense actually. I I kind of like that. That that's not like there are people that think he's going nine to Chicago. So. I think that's because they're confused well, because they have a, a different guy. But 
Well, whoever the Jets take, he's got to be ready to go because Aaron Rodgers isn't getting a day younger and he's got to play 65% of those snaps, right? Yep. I mean, that's, that's right. if he hits 64, one, I will never stop laughing. And two, um, the Jets have no shot. So they got to get a guy that's on the field. Seriously, I mean, <laughs> you're telling me you didn't think that? Like, what if something happens? He blows an MCL in, yeah. in camp because that can happen. And then all of a sudden, all of those Packer hopes and dreams of that late first round extra pick go poof. But anyway, yeah, it, it's got to be O-line help. Braxton, it has to be Braxton, they've got to protect the old man. Yeah, Broderick Jones makes a lot of sense here. Um, and, and again, he can play left or right. When we're looking at Darnell Wright, I think he's a right tackle. Uh, when we're looking at Skaronsky, he's either your right tackle or your guard. I, I think I think the ability to, to find the best combination there goes – I think it works better with, with Roger Jones. So uh, he would be the pick there. It's weird because we were thinking – like when they were picking at 13 before the trade was made, like maybe maybe they don't go in that direction. But now it sure seems like they got to do – you're all in. Like this is a move – like Aaron Rodgers might only play a year. You've got yeah. to you got to maximize that as much as you can. They they're fine at wide receiver. Garrett Wilson's phenomenal. They have good pieces around him. If Brees Hall comes back at running back, they're fine. Like you can get a running back in the fourth or fifth round this year that'll be ninety five percent of what you can get with the guy that you would take here. So yeah, uh, Broderick Jones makes sense. All right, locking it in. We've been committed. All right, moving on. Number sixteen, probably the envy of the entire NFL, the Washington. Communists, commodes, whatever, uh, at 16. Michael, if you were a commode, who would you pick? Knowing your owner is going to flush the whole thing anytime now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, You know, they they need O-line help. They need corner help. Quarterback is a – that's a question mark, you know, a little bit like Atlanta, a little bit, you know, like some other places they seem to want to go with their guy. Um, and you don't know, you know, I don't know how much the turmoil at the upper office. I don't know how much that's going to affect your long-term planning. You can always plan around O-line help. The only thing that's sticking out to me is the fact that um, JSN is still on the map. He's still on the board right now. And you could give them, arguably the best receiver in a admittedly down receiver class to go with all of the questions they have at quarterback. I mean, there's two ways to solve it. You fix a quarterback or you fix everything else and hope that that's enough to keep him upright and productive. Um, I mean, I, I tend to think you build from the line. If you, if you, and it, like I said, it's so hard to know because I don't know who's making the decisions in Washington right now. The whole thing is so upside down. Um, good teams are built from the trenches out and, uh, I, you know, you've got a couple of guys there. Um, Darnell Wright is still on the clock. Uh, Scranty, he's still out there. Um, I, I tend to, I would, I, I, of those two, I probably lean Darnell Wright to Washington. Just give them what they need the better. and how, how safe, how safe OT is. And yeah, he's uh, measurably better. Uh, certainly. So I mean, he beat the snot out of Will Anderson. That's pretty ringing endorsement, especially now that Will Anderson's a member of the Detroit Lions in this draft. So, yeah. right. <laughs> you in on yeah, Darnell they, right there? I don't, I don't have an issue with that. I think they should look at cornerback here as well, whether it's Joey Porter or Deontay Banks. Um, but it, it makes sense that they would would go line. Like 
if you're get like like you said, Gray, if if you're guessing what a good team would do, first off, you're probably not talking about Washington. But if <laughs> right. they resemble a good team at some point, they would probably take the offensive line here. If Joe Gibbs were running the, them back like he did back in the day, they would take the offensive lineman here. So, in um, an homage to Joe Gibbs, we'll we'll take uh, Darnell Wright. All right, sealed the deal right there. Moving on to seventeen, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody, everybody watching from Pittsburgh is now throwing things at me because <laughs> they really want Darnell Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I like Darnell Wright but a now lot. They've got the namesake. They go. do. JP Junior is still out there. That's going to sell a lot being, of jerseys. Imagine being their general manager, Omar Khan, and not taking Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> when you just lost your best cornerback, Cam Sutton, to the Detroit Lions. Like, that's not a difficult choice. <laughs> I know they need offensive line help. Like, they need multiple offensive line help. But they're in a division with Joe Burrow. They're in a division with Deshaun Watson, who you might not like off the field, but Duke can throw. You're in a division that has maybe a Baltimore team that might actually start throwing the ball more now that they've given Lamar a little bit of help. You do have Odell Beckham Jr. on that team now for the 3.2 games before he tears something else. But like, if you're if you're building to win your division, you need a cornerback too. Um, but we've lost Chris. He's he's gone full wacky waving arm inflatable guy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, big thanks to Pat D. <laughs> you all are the dudes of Lions content. Who's hyped for Thursday night? FYI, whose head does Kirby run space in now that Aaron has finally left? Um, I think it's Jordan Love's head. <laughs> That's where he's just spending a lot of time. Uh, Pat, you thank you so much for the super chat, brother. Appreciate you. Um, okay, so Joey Porter Jr., Michael, do you, do you want to mount a defense on this, or do you already have the jersey and we're, we're moving on? No, I, I mean, I, I they, they need some help. They need tackle help they need linebacker help um you know the uh, the other thing is three picks from now baltimore also needs corner help and don't look too closely through their coaching staff um because you'll find senior so uh yeah i think i think joey porter jr makes a lot of sense all right lock it in knock it down we're gonna move on to uh you may have heard this team detroit lions at 18 uh, I guess the first question is, do, do we trade? Is there a trade at 18? So who would you be trading? Who would you be trading to get? Is the first question you have to ask. Who's still on the board? So I'm just looking at my. Your pick there, wide no receiver. No wide receivers have been taken yet. Right, right. Um, wide we receiver. still have Peter Skaronsky. We still have, if you're in need of a tight end because we took Dalton Kincaid and you're not a believer in some of the other guys, Michael Mayer could be a commodity that some team might want to trade up for here. Um, Deontay Banks. Um, uh, there's not a lot of uh, – maybe if you want, if you really want to get Hendon Hooker, like this would be – but I don't think any Hendon of Hooker those still guys, out there. I don't think that any of those guys are people that anyone would really want to trade – up for unless you're Minnesota and you want to ensure that you're getting Hendon Hooker and you make another trade in the division. I don't know how popular that would be, but they certainly don't, they don't have any taboo about that. They're, you know, they're just they're, crazy they're, enough they're, to do it. They're just crazy enough to do it over there. Um, I don't see a trade. I just wanted to put the option on the table here. Uh, Michael, I, I didn't want to poison the well and I did. Damn it. Uh, any thoughts on trades? <laughs> 
at 18? No, I, I mean, I, I think if you if you had the opportunity, if one of the bigger names had had dropped there, if Anthony Richardson were still on the board somehow, um, if Bijan Robinson was still on the board somehow, I think you know we're hearing leaks now that uh, Brad Holmes would like to trade back because of course he would. Uh, more picks is better when you're already in the back half of the first round anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Given the way that this thing played out, there isn't, there isn't that, I mean, unless you're getting all hyped up for Van S or something like that. And I don't, I don't see a team getting so hot and bothered that they give up other assets to come up and get a guy that uh, likely is going to fall float, down the Plinko board to him anyway. Let me float one team because, uh, Ryan's sort of who's a member of the channel. Thank you, Ryan, Ryan for joining. Um, would the dolphins be an option? I, they're already getting Mr. Four fight. <laughs> in the in the first round they don't have anybody in the first round and they're kind of like in that window they're in the window do they take the capital and move up and get that difference maker that they're looking for and this is a, a scenario i hadn't really considered too much so I just at laughed 50, miami out of the front 51 so they could give you 51 next year's first and they're gonna have to get something else up too that's not that's not gonna get you there yeah right. that's a long way to move up that would be that's a long way to move. Like that's 33 they've, picks. That's a full round. They've got to um, feel like there's a guy there that's going to get them over the top, right? That, that's really what think, it is. I don't think there's any one person that that any team would move up for that. Um, I agree with you on your assessment of Miami there. Like this is a team that probably thinks that their window is now. Um, or they just have to keep up with what the Jets are doing and hope that Buffalo falters a little bit which could happen, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that, that's asking a lot from them. Um, I actually think that if you're looking at 18, you're looking at trade part, I think Minnesota is probably the most likely one. And they would want to come up to get Hennon hooker. Um, even though their general manager is again, from his, from where he came from, it's dangerous to assume that he will follow the same things. The, the Browns group, they don't draft people over 22 period. Like if you're over 22, you're dead to them. Um, and Hooker's 25, so mm -hmm. I, that, that, that's a tough sell. Um, that's one of the reasons why I, I don't actually think that they're going to take him, even if they're given the chance. So who are you trading up for here? Is, and Deontay Banks could be. Maybe you feel like there's a big drop-off between him and the next year of cornerbacks, which is Julius Brents. Um, who, else, who else is still out there? Um, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, they're the only uh, Cam Smith. Clark Phillips, who's tiny, um, he's short, not small. Uh, like that, that's maybe your best bet. But if you're the Lions, wouldn't you just take Deontay Banks then? Like you need an outside corner. You got two of them under contract for beyond this year. Uh, Deontay yeah. Banks, a guy who talked in his combine interview, and I stood in front of him when he said it. I like to physically impose my will on the opposing receiver, and I like to watch them get uncomfortable. Like, and does that he, not scream Dan Campbell? And like, he gets a year. Not, he gets that, a year of that, growth. Is that not exactly what Aaron Glenn wants his outside cornerbacks to do? And one of the reasons why he got frustrated with Jeff Okuda because Jeff Okuda was too passive. Like, you don't have to worry about Deontay Banks being passive. You don't have to worry about him. He, he might overreact and get burned from time to time. In my observation that the Lions are okay with that. Like if you're because you're gonna make some plays, they want the ball back more. 
I think Banks can go get the ball for you. The other, I, the I know other, he didn't do a lot in college, but that some of that was that they asked him to play a little bit safer at Maryland than they did because they didn't have any safeties. Like I, I can see the appeal here of Deontay Banks being the pick. I don't know that that's what we'll settle on, but I, he's he. I can make a strong argument for him. Let's put it that way. The, the other thing about this is. It, you have what a two to three year, usually three year growth pattern for a cornerback, and you've got a couple of of one year kind of sort of prove it deals at cornerback. Right. You give him a year to grow and learn and and become what he can be, uh, and and you now have depth at a position where injuries always happen, most athletic position on the field, and oft injured. Um, that, that I, I kind of like that pick. And, and again, Gray, I'm sorry for jumping in. I'm poisoning the well with my opinions, and I should shut up. So please talk and make no, me I, feel better about it. I I did a uh, I did a simulated draft a couple of days ago in the um, in the Slack. This is exactly what I came up with. I had Will Anderson at six, Deontay Banks at 18. You put him in there with no pressure to have to be a starting uh, CB one or CB two, and some guys that are going to absolutely show him the ways of the force and how to prepare for games and how to get ready and all of that stuff. And then uh, you've got an, a guy with some some high, high athletic traits um, and somebody you can turn loose next year when all of those guys get paid because they're very likely, if they stay healthy, Mosley's going to get paid. Gardner Johnson's going to get paid. They're going to get paid. So Well, after yeah, the I, Super I like Bowl, it. for sure. Yeah, they're going to get picked He's up. A, uh, to me, he is a better version, a more athletic version of Will Jackson, William Jackson, when he came out and was the first round pick for the Bengals and before he a went crazy and B got hurt was a fantastic man covering cover corner. He's not anymore. That, that period didn't last very long, unfortunately for them, but he, this guy is a better prospect than that. And if you want to watch good tape on him, watch what he did against Ohio state and all their NFL star receivers. He was really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He also did well against Penn State last year when Penn State had dudes. Uh, good, 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 and and he wasn't as good then. By the way, their, their other quarterback was actually better in twenty twenty one. And this is something that you, Chris, you and I talked about this at the Senior Bowl with Darnell Wright, in that he didn't blossom until later in his college career. He needed that time in college to become what he was going to be. I think Deontay Banks has hit that curve already. Like a lot of times, one of the reasons why corners. This high, especially, um, takes some time to develop is because they're younger. They don't have the reps. He has the reps already. He's gotten through that already. So he's probably more ready to play than a lot of the other cornerbacks who might go earlier even just because of that's where he's at in his career. That's right. All right. We've got Deontay Banks to the Detroit Lions at 18. Said, done, and moving on. We've got a 19. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where the Lightning, one of the more enjoyable teams to watch than the Red Wings these last couple Bulls. years are playing. Um, Lightning Bolt struck my neighbor's palm tree in the backyard today at 5 o'clock on the dot. Snapped me out of a quick little brief nap I had going. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Lightning strikes in Amelie Arena. Four goals to one over uh, Toronto so far. So there we go. Uh, let's talk about what the Tampa Bay football team is going to do because they are not nearly as good as the, the Tampa Bay hockey team. Uh, Michael. Where's your head at? (laughs) They still need a quarterback. They need offensive line help. They need a tight end. Is this a spot where Hendon Hooker makes sense? He's better than – So they have Baker Mayfield on a one-year contract, and then they have Kyle Trask. You should 
Well, like I said, they need quarterback help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, Baker and Sam Darnold are going to get frequent flyer miles um, year after year. I will just say this for the record. I do think that Baker Mayfield could be the long-term answer, but I'm not going to not take a quarterback betting on that. (laughs) I still like Baker. I do. Uh, But he's got a lot to prove. Well, and you've been steadfast in that. I mean, it, it hasn't mattered where Baker was. You've given him a shot, whether it was Carolina uh, in his you know short stint with the Rams. I, I, frankly, I think if there was a way they could have kept him in L.A., that it would have behooved him to be there for one whole year, given where Stafford's at yeah. and the likelihood that he's going to play all 17. You know, I, I don't wish it on the guy at all, but, I mean, the facts are the facts. that Once your back starts to go, it's pretty tough to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Um once again, going back to the Washington thing, this is another franchise I don't understand. Uh, not really sure what they're doing. And, you know, when in doubt, go offensive line. Because they need reasons. that. They, they need, need, they need the help for sure. Yeah. They're very good at right tackle. Tristan Wirfs is arguably as good as Penny Sewell. Um, Tampa fans will tell you he's better. I don't agree with that, but he's he's very good. Like, they don't need, they don't need a right tackle. He's got, he's got fewer receptions. They have um, Luke Kadecki was a second-round pick last year. He's one of their projected starting guards. Osiris Torrance makes sense here. Um, have we taken Skronsky? We have not taken Skronsky still sitting there. Yeah. Skronsky. That's, that's an elephant in the room right there. Um, we still haven't taken any wide receivers yet at all. That's interesting. Um, not saying that it's wrong, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, there's. Uh, I like John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota, but I don't think he's going this early in the reality of things. But he would make a lot of sense too, because when their center went down last year, Brady went down. Um, but I, it's it's early for that, based on what the league thinks. Uh, tight end, nah, they they've loaded on tight ends over the years. Yeah, yeah, I think Skaronski is probably the most likely pick here. Skaronski, Skaronski. Down here, I get to hear his name all the time. All right, we'll move on. Number 20, Seattle. Um, the last hot pick before Miami gets forfeited. Um, well, let's let's go with the Seattle adopted native, Michael. Uh, what do you think? Super easy. Yep. JSN. Jackson Smith and no Jake argument. was still on the clock. Yeah. And and I'm looking forward to seeing him in the huddle with DK Metcalf because it's gonna look like a before and after picture. Or like bring your kid to work day. Um, those two will be hilarious together. But I think he's over 30 now. Uh, he's been around a long time. I love that guy, by the way. Yeah. One of the draft ones I got right. Yeah. Gotta, gotta Tough as nails. So, yeah. That uh, kid. Yeah. If, if JSN not, is on the, I'm, again, going back to Seattle's fascination with pass catchers, even when they were a run focused, um, a, a run focused team, I mean, I was there from 13 to 15, those two Super Bowl years, and they were constantly trying to find the next best thing in the passing game. Um, yeah, give them the best really run. Golden receiver the draft there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Argument I was is- there um, when he got punched in the face by the wide receiver they brought in from Minnesota, too. Uh, Riz, any argument uh, on JSN? That's who I was going to take. Man, all right. Uh, as. Yeah, 
We roll past 20 here. Let me uh, just do a quick recap. Carolina with quarterback Bryce Young. Houston takes Tyree Wilson. Tennessee, C.J. Stroud. Indianapolis, Will Levis. Jalen Carter goes to the Seattle Seahawks at five. The Detroit Lions take Will Anderson Jr. Uh, Las Vegas picks up Christian Gonzalez. Bijan Robinson to Atlanta. Paris Johnson to Chicago. Nolan Smith to Philadelphia. Devin Devon Witherspoon to Arizona. Anthony Richardson falls to 12 in Houston. Blows out my bet. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Green Bay. Uh, Ryan Branch to New England. At number 15, Broderick Jones goes to the Jets. Darnell Wright then goes to Washington. Joey Porter Jr. goes to Pittsburgh. He can recycle your jersey. Deontay Banks to Detroit, cornerback in waiting. Peter Skransky goes to Tampa. And Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to Seattle at number 20. At 21, Miami Dolphins. They go on a boat ride and we move on to 22 to the chargers. <laughs> uh, Riz, why don't you take us through the chargers thinking here? Good question. Um, so I thought he froze again. Yeah, I did too. That was a good, another good <laughs> shot though. If I had it frozen. <laughs> I mean, tight end Michael Mayer makes sense. Their pass catchers are getting Older, so a wide receiver here, whether it's Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, um, Jordan Addison, uh, Quentin Johnston, although I think he's pretty redundant with what they've got. They might want to do some variety there. Remember, this is a team, they got rid of Joe Lombardi this offseason. They're changing their offense to something that might actually work. Uh, so they probably need playmakers. It sounds like Austin Eckler could be traded this weekend. Um, he wants out their. They're okay behind him, but they could use, like, if Jameer, Jameer Gibbs is, like, supercharged Austin Eckler. So if they want to go, you know, apples to apples trade out, Jameer Gibbs is great. Um, he's, he's, uh, he makes sense. Um, you never have too many offensive linemen, although they've drafted a lot of them, and they generally do a pretty good job with them, too. But, you can't tell me that like Osiris Torrance is better. He's better than Trey Pipkins. You know, he's, he certainly makes sense. Um, what other offensive linemen are left to tackle? I mean, I mean, Kalaja Kansi might enter the picture here. I think this is probably as early as he would go. Uh, but he, this is a team that has not shied away from being aggressive at, at, with that, that sort of position. Uh, Keon White. Maybe probably early, early the most fans want him to be, but I will tell you, he was invited to uh, to Kansas City for a reason, and uh, I, I will say this, knowing it's not going to happen, it would not shock me if the Lions had a lot of interest in Keon White at eighteen, because he is John Kaminsky with a lot more athleticism, and Kaminsky's pretty athletic, and it wouldn't. Stun me there. Um, Lucas Van Ness, by the way, is still on the board here. Yeah. Um, he is not He's not one of their top three, but maybe the, you're planning for life after Bosa or something like that. Maybe maybe that's a thought that enters their mind. I don't know. He certainly sticks out like a sore thumb as somebody who I thought would be gone by now, and we probably haven't considered him enough. Um, I, I think the Lions will absolutely consider him at 18. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he is the pick over Deontay Banks at 18. Although we in this one, Will Anderson was taken, so that, that went off the board. But if they're taking Witherspoon at six, which I do think is going to happen, 
Um, if Anderson isn't the pick, then I think Lucas Van Ness at 18 is a very incredibly realistic possibility. Um, so he's certainly got to be considered here too, even though they don't necessarily need him right away. That's my thoughts. Yeah, Van Ness, Brise, and, and Miles Murphy. They're all still available. They all fit Miles a need. Murphy. He's still out there. Uh, they need edge help. They need DT help. Um, again, with they do. Brise, Brise, I can't have heard his name pronounced like seven different ways, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know which one's right. Um, but Miles Murphy is one of those guys that gives you an athletic edge and somebody with some upside depending on uh, what they're looking at. But I interviewed Breezy. I still don't know how to say his name. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's sad. That's my bad. <laughs> and I, I can't get past just from just from an offensive perspective and never, ever doubt the irrationality of a panicky coach, but you ought to have one with this Chargers team, which finds new and interesting ways to not contend despite having uh, mm. Herbert – in his rookie window and all of the maneuverability that they've had, I can't get over the thought of Jameer Gibbs as a weapon in that pass game, almost as much as the run game. That kid, that kid could change some things. If they get away from core needs and they, they do what Brad Holmes said he was going to do, which was don't bring the depth chart to the draft room. Whoo. Gibbs could look pretty good in that, those powder blues. Those uniforms fun. are sweet, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they're the best part of the team every year. I mean, I, I still remember. I'm an old man. I still remember when they had the number one ranked offense and the number one ranked defense in the same year and finished eight and eight. It's impossible. Yes. It's impossible. How do you do that? Because their kicker missed four potential game-winning kicks. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um Gibbs was the name that jumped off to me, but that's just me playing fantasy football and and trying to be a wizard. Uh, that sounds fun. That's some video game stuff. Um, you know, otherwise, I think you look at one of those one of those defensive linemen that are still on the board. Van Ness would make a lot of sense too. Yeah, Rossi makes a lot of sense too. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? We're we're gonna lean on you here. Yeah, I I feel like Van Ness. You get the 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 edges. Similar thinking then as to why we. Uh, we went with Will Anderson, right? Yep. You, you got you got just the most destructive offensive line at your disposal now, and hopefully your new uh, offensive coordinator can <laughs> help you score a few He's points. My first, this is this is my rankings. This isn't how I expect things to go. He's on my second page. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Van Ness would make a nice dollar store Bosa, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you put him in I on that like line. That. Give them. Right. Give them something else my, to think about. My my high end comparison for him is Connor Barwin. My low end is Porter Gustin. That's who he reminds me of. You made up that and second. I, <laughs> All right, Van Ness <laughs> is locked in. We're moving on. <laughs> Porter Gustin looks like if Zach Wild like lifted weights Porter, nonstop. Porter Gustin sounds like a privateer from the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> Privateer, oh my god, civil war general or something. <laughs> We've talked about gout and privateers in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you're not getting this stuff other places. Go ahead, pay for the athletics. See if I care. They're just going to bore you to tears with a bunch of stats. <laughs> oh man, or you can get bypass paywalls free, and you know. Anyway, 
Uh, check it out again. Oh, come on. No, <laughs> it gets you all of them. It gets you all of them. <laughs> you just got another 15,000 people laid off at AOL. Uh, you've got mail. All right, let's get into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you don't have a job. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are up at number 23. Um, bring some sanity to this, Riz. Well, they want that idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love for them to get another wide receiver for Lamar Jackson, presuming they actually want to blame Lamar Jackson. Because, again, and I've said this several times on a bunch of different shows, they have done him so dirty by giving him the tiniest receiving core or crappiest receiving core outside of tight end Mark Andrews, who's fantastic. Like, they they have a new offensive coordinator. Maybe they turn over a new leaf. Maybe they go for Quentin Johnson. I, I think he needs to be in the conversation here. But they always, always draft well in the defensive backfield. They got Kyle Hamilton last year, and everybody was like, oh, he sucks after five games. Well, by the end of the season, he was one of the three best safeties in football yeah. already. Um, people forgot about that because he got off such a bad start. Um, don't make that mistake again. Deontay Banks is gone, but, like, you're looking at the, the next tier of corners. Like, <sighs> do they take Brent's here? Would they take Emmanuel Forbes, who's going to take the ball away? The NFL, the NCAA's all-time leader in pick sixes, um, even though he weighs 166 pounds on a good day, like that—that's the kind of guy that they do. Um, this is also a spot where somebody might trade too, um, presuming they want to get in front of Minnesota with the presumption that maybe Minnesota might take Hendon Hooker. If you want Hendon Hooker, this is your window to trade up and get him. And I don't know who that would be. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. It'd be somebody in the second round. It's none of the no. It's it's none of the teams remaining on the board in the first round. Um, New Orleans. They're not going to be looking for quarter. (laughs) They just signed Derek Carr. I know. (laughs) We keep forgetting. All right, I've got a name in there, Michael. Michael, what are you thinking? What are you thinking for? uh, I mean, I I think a wide receiver obviously is something that they've needed. The problem is, if you look at what's there, Zay Flowers, the good, good player, five ten. Jordan Addison, good player, five eleven. Hyatt, the kid from Tennessee, he's six foot. Um, There isn't, and there isn't a guy. I mean, there isn't that guy um, like the kid from USC last year that was, you know, six five can go up and and be that big body. you know, I think Zay Flowers is an interesting an interesting player. Jordan Addison's another guy. It, it, they both fit a role, um, depending on what you believe Odell Beckham Jr. is. Can he be the X? You know, can he be can he be wide receiver one? So they can come in and be wide receiver two because it seems like everybody that's available on the board right now at wide receiver is a wide receiver two at best. I, have, I would agree um, with that. I have Quentin Johnson penciled in there over Zay Flowers, who would be my next. Um, Flowers is interesting because he's 5'10", and he's an outside receiver. I'm like, he was very quick to point out that he was an outside receiver at the combine. When people were asking him about the slide, he's like, I played 75% of my snaps outside. I was really good there. Don't move me because I'm short, was the not-so-subtle message that he was saying. Um, So, yeah, Johnson made... 
I don't know where the NFL's at on Johnson. And again, I'm a managing editor for a draft website, and we don't know how the NFL thinks about him. So that's <laughs> again, we're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing which one falls off last. Um, he well, he wore top. purple and he drops a lot of passes, so he's a Raven. <laughs> there you go. Quentin Johnson it is <laughs> moving on the Minnesota when was the last not a lot of guys get better at that that 12 percent drop rate at TCU Yeesh. <laughs> um all right let's go to uh 24 we want to draft a tight end who has a 22 percent drop rate well and by the way, missed a year. Or when your pick number matches your drop rate, you know. <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> Chris and I watched him drop passes left and right in, in Mobile too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minnesota's on the clock at twenty four. Michael, you're, you, you've got the clipboard. You get to run up early. Who who are you picking in the in Minnesota? In Minnesota. Well, they got saved because Hendon Hendon Hooker fell right into their lap. So they get a guy, uh, Kirk Cousins' age, to replace Kirk Cousins when he's at the end of the year, and they don't want to pay him. Um, they, they put the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cousins come back home here to Holland and become a congressman. Probably could. Yeah. Probably could. He's yeah. got to throw a couple games the Lions' way, and I think he probably he has that lock on lockdown. Um. <laughs> so just for just to throw out some other names that are still on the board here that should be considered. Um, Keon White, Kalijah Cansey is there. Will McDonald is here. Um, he's also old, but a very good, very good pass rusher still on the board. Um, if they're looking offensive line, Osiris Torrance, Minnesota's own John Michael Schmitz is still on the board. Excuse me. Um, Steve Avila is still out there. I think this is very early for him. Forbes is there. Uh, if they want to get wide receiver funky, you got Addison, the guys we just talked about. Um, you know, Addison's there. Uh, not Johnson, but uh, uh, Flowers is there. Darnell Washington at tight end. This is probably early for him, but it's probably where teams will start thinking about him. Uh, so those are some of the options that are still there um, that make sense. Um, let me think of who I have dogged. Uh, Brian Brissy is still there. He's probably got to be in the conversation here. Uh, I'm looking down further. That's probably about it, honestly. That's sort of your player pool that we're choosing from for the next two, three picks yeah. here. Yeah. Um, did we take Miles Murphy? Not yet. Not yet. He's he makes a lot of sense for Minnesota. A lot of sense. I, I think he makes more sense at the next pick. I I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I don't disagree with that at all. So if we want to, if we want to stack that, we can make two picks here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so Hooker, we got. Yeah, you think he fell right to him, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Hooker, twenty-two. Where's he at here? I've got them both. Both picks are in. Right. Uh, Hendon Hooker, two minutes at twenty-four. Twenty. Well, twenty-four. We're leaving twenty-one there with Miami as forfeited. So it's the 23rd player taken, 24th draft pick. Um, 25, 25th draft pick, Jacksonville takes Miles Murphy. Yeah. They need to, you know, I've got them down as needing cornerback help, edge help, pass rush. 
Uh, you put him yeah, in there Josh, let him work with Trayvon Walker. Josh Allen is entering the last year of his contract and hasn't – he's been fine. Yep. But he hasn't yep. been number yes. – Right. Seven overall fine. He's not what we thought he was going to be, Riz. We were both super I high. I, on I him. love the guy. I really yeah. did. Oh, man. Glad that didn't work out the way we wanted it to. <laughs> All right. That's fair. I really thought he was going to be great. I did. And he's good. Yeah. Like he's, good. he's a good starter, but he's your number two pass rusher on a good yep. team. Yep. Yep. Yes. yep. All right. All right. 26 New York Giants, the New York football Giants. I feel like they, they don't need to even think about wide receiver, which is actually well, puts them as one of the people that maybe would have traded up earlier because they're just in the market for the next Kenny Galladay. Uh, I'll never, I'll never, ever forget. I have a friend who's a Giants fan and will never, ever forget them signing Kenny Galladay for that much money to catch so few passes. God, that had a sting. That had a sting. All right. Times. What do we got here? What do we got for the New York Giants, Mr. Risden? So, um, this is an area where Breezy makes sense. Emmanuel Forbes makes sense. They need an off ball linebacker really badly because Jared Davis is a starter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's that aggravating you my doubt. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, Yeah, I I went, so in the uh, Kalajic Hansi makes sense here. Um, Steve Avila makes sense. Will McDonald. Well, they just just took Thibodeau, so they're probably good there. They still have the older Ojolari. Um, Yeah, I... I like Jack Campbell here. It's probably earlier than what he's going to go. More but than Kalijah Cansey. Cansey. I, I know I, what you think about, about Cansey, right? I know what you think. So this is my this is my theory. Um, I I personally don't think he's worth a first round, but my, my theory from talking to people around the league about him is that early on, he's only going to play on third down and obvious passing situations. I don't think the team's taking that in the first round. Um, because I just don't, but he could, because he could be that impactful for your pass rush. Um, as a situational pass rusher, he, he certainly makes a lot of sense. He's very good at that. He's very crafty at doing that. I, but yeah, I, so their, their coach is, isn't, unpredictable because he's young, but I, I kind of think that they would go linebacker here. Um, Again, look, look at the division that they're in. Yeah. So Washington, Washington has a good run game. Uh, The, the Eagles, you got to have somebody that can stop Jalen hurts and stop Kenneth Gainwell um, and do those things and cover a tight end. They have a very good tight end there. Like there's, you you got a Dallas, Dak Prescott can get outside, can move around a little bit. They they love to throw their tight ends. They they need a tight end. We might address that next, but uh, their their options. You know, Tony Pollard if he comes back from his broken leg, it looks like Zeke Elliott's going to be back. Like you you need you got to be able to win your division. You got to be able to win the middle of the field. Right now, the New York Giants cannot win the middle of the field on defense. And as much as I do not like valuing a linebacker this high, they might need it 
to be the team that they want to be. Yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. I think I think most of us think they were probably a little bit of a fluke last year. Mm-hmm. But if you want to sustain that flukedom, what do you do? You, you you do it by by getting better where your division is. And I think that makes some sense. I Michael, could be crazy too. Michael, have you been convinced that uh, Jack Campbell's the guy? Yeah, I mean they do. They do. They've got needs at linebacker. Uh, maybe the only team that has more needs at linebacker is Buffalo. Um, so that that makes a lot of sense. The other guy, and Jeff already mentioned it, was Emmanuel Fords because they need help at corner, and he's still on the board. But uh, yeah, I mean Iowa backers going to be solid. Going to get in there, do all the blue collar stuff, um, and he's going to get some really really good coaching there with the Giants. That makes perfect sense. I could sign off on that. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Jack Campbell, inside linebacker to New York Giants. You have Dallas, who's missing, sadly, Dalton Schultz, crying in their tea, in their salted, oh, God, what was it? Popeyes? What, what was it that uh, Jerry was eating on Hard Knocks that he was putting salt all over, salt out his eggs or something? Whatever. Uh, either way, <laughs> Dallas is up. Uh, Dallas has the pick. Michael, what do you think? Michael Meyer makes a lot of sense to me here. They need tight end help. He's there kind of in an all-do-it-all, can block in the run game, uh, which they're going to need plenty of. The running backs are off the board. So I think um, unless unless they went – do we still have – we still have Jameer Gibbs on the board, right? Yeah. Um, we do. He's the, only, he's the only other one that might make some sense. Um, Tony Pollard's hurt, and Zeke is gone. Um, so uh, if it's not tight end, running back would make some sense there. Yeah, so they could look at pass rush here. Like I like Will McDonald makes sense. Uh, Brissy is still here. However you want to say his name. Kansas <laughs> um, uh, still here. Uh, they like their cornerbacks who can take the ball back. That automatically inserts Forbes into the equation. Uh, they tend to like their physical freaks. That's sort of one of Jerry's things. He likes. Likes to get his freak on. Uh, Osiris Torrance makes sense here as a great. It's like, why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) I did not need that, man. I'd rather picture your gout. (laughs) (sighs) I wouldn't. (laughs) Still trying to figure out why he had two dryers in his living room on his yacht in the, the COVID drift. Whatever. I do that much laundry when you go through that many sheets. Um, Kansi is certainly the sizzle type of player that they take. This was not a team that takes goes conservative in the first round. They're going to go splash, and like yeah. Gibbs, Gibbs would be splashy. Mayor, we probably undersell how good he is because we don't. Well, I think we subliminally downgrade all the tight ends because we don't want the Lions to have any interest in a first round tight end. Mm-hmm. I know I'm guilty of that. I don't know, man. Like this, this is a tough one. This is this is legitimately hard. Chris, where are you at? I think tight end is a need for him. I I, I do. Um, Dak relies on his tight ends. That offense relies on his tight ends. I just I feel like that's a that's a, a smart pick, a simple. Pick. Would they take Darnell Washington as the sizzle pick? Just throwing mm-hmm. it out there. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Because if you're looking to get your freak on, he's the freak. Do you bleed the freak? There's a Seattle reference for you, Greg. I think uh, he's yeah, keeping Lane his freak Staley. on a leash this, leash this time. 
Jump from Jerry Cantrell to Jonathan Davis. All right, fair enough. I'm going with Michael Mayer. Yep. Okay. Go with Michael Gray. Plausible. Certainly plausible. All right, we move on to Buffalo now. 28. Feeling it. Boy, they need. Yeah. I mean, they lost their entire linebacking core, right? Um, They need help there. They still have Milano. See a guy there. Um, They might make some good cookie, by the way. Um,. And the best ship from the Guardians of the Galaxy series, by the way, the Milano. Um, I mean, they got to get a wide receiver, right? Uh, one of these little guys that's still gonna that uh, that's still on the board. Is it Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers? They're both still on the board. Yes, they are. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, that feels a little bit like if you're looking to maximize your rookie quarterback window or whatever Josh Allen's in. If you want to maximize Josh Allen, you need to get him. Better, well, more, he can't be more. running anymore. They, yeah, they've already said that he can't be the run game. They got to get guys to throw to, um, yeah. you know, not name Diggs. So he needs more targets. I don't, I don't know how you go about deciding which one of those guys you want, but one of those two, Zay, Zay Flowers or Jordan, Jordan Addison. Yeah, Riz, which one, Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison for you? If you're the Buffalo Bills, I'm taking Addison because I. I like the fact that he did it at two different colleges and different offensive schemes. That makes him feel safer to me. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. Where's he at? Get that here. Hell, where's he at? Whoops. There we go. All right. We got uh, Jordan Addison here. Sorry. I'm doing uh, some production <laughs> stuff. Uh, who's gone? Okay. We all good? Where are we at now? Okay. Yeah. All right. We move on now. Sorry, I was producing. producing. Uh, move on to okay. Cincinnati, the Bengals. They uh, have the Kalaja Kansi. Kalaja Kansi. No discussion needed. Yeah. This is, I'm weirdly confident that this is their pick. <laughs> like, weirdly confident. <laughs> uh, Michael, any discussion? Uh, no, I'm not going to argue with Riz when he's feeling himself like this. Yeah, yeah. He's got his fingers all over that gout. Yeah. All right, moving on to number 30, the New Orleans Saints. Going to run over that, 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 that big that old works. toe with uh, <laughs> that suitcase behind <laughs> oh. him. <laughs> all right, so Saints, we're oh. looking at Ryan Breesey is still on the board. Will McDonald's still on the board. Um, oh, sorry, Torrance is still on the board. Did we not take Jameer Gibbs? We didn't. He's We've still not. out there. Yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What other guys go in the first potentially? Um, Cam Smith is still there. Julius Brents is going to be up there. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes. Keon White is certainly in play here. Uh, he makes a lot of sense as a guy who could take over for assuming that Cam Jordan ever falls off. I'm not sure that he ever will. He could be a successor for that. Yeah, that's. I think that's our player pool here. Yeah, Adam Maybe Warrior. Michael, no, they, they have Steve Ruiz, who's a pretty good center, so I don't think they need Michael Schmitz there. Adetomiwa Adabawari, is that who you're talking about, Michael? Yeah, Adabawari is – I can do his last name. The first name, I got no shot. Um, <laughs> but he's another guy that I don't they, know. They call him Ade, he, he and that seems to work pretty well. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, he's got to be in play too. I agree. You know, they, they, they've got a need at DT. Uh, Mozzie Smith 
might be another guy mm-hmm. to take a look at yep. in the middle of that defensive line. Uh, run Definitely. stuffer, guy that's going to eat space and and insanely freakishly athletic. Um, Mozzie Smith's got some nutso numbers. I, I admittedly watch a lot of Michigan football, but when he did 20, I think it was 22 reps on the bench, but he did it with 335 instead of 225. Yeah. Nuts. Grand Rapids Nutso. Old, and then maybe. set the record He's on the plyo stairs. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Big kid. The thing um, is, he so had that, 0.5 sacks at Michigan. Um, not to divert back to the Lions, but real fast. The Lions value production a lot. He didn't have the production, so I don't think yeah. they're, they're interested in Mosley Smith. I'll be very curious. There's a couple. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted I wanted to pick your brains about this because there's there's the thing with Michigan and you look at a guy like Rashawn Gary as an example who goes to Green Bay. Those interior defensive linemen at Michigan don't get the big splashy numbers the defensive ends do, the linebackers do, the safeties do. It's the design of the defense. Yeah. I wonder how long it's going to take for the league because Rashawn Gary looks pretty good, um, and he didn't have the kind of production he had as a number one high school recruit. Made that class for for Michigan, um, and then the other I question: Michigan is, fans being largely disappointed with him. Yeah, for, well, because he got put in the middle of that defense, and the middle of that defense has a different job. You know, you know this from watching yeah. tape. What are they being asked to do? Um, because how they produce is directly related to what they're being asked to do. If he's doing his job, and he's a freak athlete, well, then maybe he can do a different job and be a freak athlete. Um, and that's my question Certainly. about these Georgia kids too. As we get as at this second draft cycle, as we work through all of these defensive players from Georgia, find out how many of them are the product of a system that's got like thirty-five dudes in it, and and just rolling out five-star talent everywhere, and none of them necessarily having to stand out. I, I wonder about how that'll look two, three years from this draft when a lot of them are in the league. That it's has nothing to do with any of this. We have that conversation about Clemson people a lot and how Clemson, mm-hmm. most of their players wind up being okay, but they're never right. as good as you thought they'd be. Yep. And Not the guy. Um, and they, yeah. Like, and, and right now we're talking about Miles, Miles Murphy's gone, but Brian Brissy's still here. Right. Um, KJ Henry, who I think is a pretty good player, is, is, is like a third-round pick, but – like, do you trust these guys? Because there's so many guys that have gone through there. We, we just had one, Austin Bryant. Uh, yep. Uh, he was a little bit lower expectations and had injury issues. But, like, this is a guy, he was he was a dude at Clemson. Yeah. And when he, he was healthy. And when he flashed, when he flashed, he really flashed. So. Yeah. All right, boys. No, I, I think, um, having said all that, I think they take the Clemson kid. Brzee probably makes a lot of sense. How about that? I, I think he's going to go this high. Um, I think he answered a lot of the off-field questions from what I've gathered from yeah. you know, combine recon and things like that. I think he's going to get somewhat of a pass for the yeah. situation he went through last year with his sister passing away yes. um, Off. and also getting a very weird virus um, that yeah. felled him for a while. Uh, but you do have to watch out for the injuries, and I will bring this up. And this is why I am lower on Breezy, and this is my personal take. I don't know that the, the Lions or any other team share this opinion. but And I shared this story in the Slack. When I was learning how to do this job, I, I was mentored by a longtime NFL scout, and he said, always be wary of the guys who were super high recruits 
that don't produce in college because they probably peaked early as athletes. And I have, I have embraced that as one of my draft pillars. And he is a guy, he was the number one recruit in the country. And other than about three games at Clemson never looked like it. And I wonder if like, he just was like physically mature earlier than everybody else was. And that's why he was great. Um, And I, I hold that against him probably more than I should. Um, I'll admit to that, but I, I, th- I think there's something there too. <laughs> you should but see what I'm about to he, hold he against you, Riz. Plausible to go on this range, absolutely. <laughs> you should see what I'm about to hold against you. But we'll go on to number 31. The Philadelphia Eagles are up with the pick, and uh, Michael, the nasty boys in Philadelphia. What do you think? Where are they going? Uh, well, right now I'm trying to remember if we gave Jamir Gibbs to anybody. Did we do that? Did he go to Dallas or did we go Michael Mayer? We went to Michael Mayer. <laughs> All right, yeah. If Gibbs is on, they, they, you send him to Philly. Gibbs, I think if he's if he's on the board, I think you send him to Philly. Riz, you you down with I don't Gibbs? Hate that. It should be. All right. He's, he's he's certainly worth. He is the best player on my. Well, I take that back. Osiris Torrance is the number one player on my board, still available, but my board is not what their board is. Uh, but uh, Jameer Gibbs is number two because he's number fourteen overall. All so right. yeah, do it. Lock it in. Okay. Down to the last pick of the first round, Kansas City Chiefs. First, going to say thank you to Steve Shattuck. have to say before it's over, I've watched way too many mock drafts and have not enjoyed one as much as yours. Question. <laughs> thank you very much, Steve. Uh, it's, it's the gout talk. It really is. The gout is the secret. 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> question. Lions draft wide receiver. We've got time to work in some sciatica, you know, <laughs> some other things. <laughs> Joint pain. Osteoarthritis. <laughs> Turn into a law firm over here. All right, yay or nay to the Lions <laughs> draft a wide receiver, Riz. You first. No, they're not. They're not drafting a wide receiver in the first round. They at all? They first three. They might take one later. Um, I think so. Obviously, the reference here is what happened with JMO. Yep. I don't think JMO changes their draft. He's, he's gone six weeks. Like right. they can plug Khalif Raymond in there for six weeks. Khalif was. Quietly better than I think most people thought he was. He's just really tiny. Um, I think he's got a 28-inch waist. But, like, he's he can fly down the field. He can stretch the field. He proved that he can catch the ball down the field, too. Mm -hmm. And they brought in Marvin Jones. Like, Marvin Jones is a perfect veteran placeholder. He's not a long-term guy. I don't think that it changed their draft plans much, if at all. Maybe it makes them more likely to take a guy later, like, take him in the fifth instead of the sixth, maybe. I think that's that's where the draft impact of what happened with JMO being mm-hmm. a dumbass is. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, there's there's some some talk about our our, our JMO uh, take last week, and then the news broke right after. Um, as as you know, Riz, inside yeah. the building, there's been talk about him, and it's and and I was surprised that Holmes let it come out at the combine. And I, I, th- I think that was his kind of not so subtle way to try to poke the tiger, to get him to do the things that like, they needed hey, to do to work, wait. to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, I mean, yeah. so, cause there's all kinds of people talking about it, right? Oh, what has he done? What hasn't he done? I'm telling you inside there's concern. 
And he hasn't done anything really to allay the concern, which again, like when I think about Jalen Carter, maybe a great player, but the, the idea that he's not super into football, the, 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 what he, how he showed up to his pro day, those are all key indicators. You're not helping yourself at all. And when you don't help tend to help yourself, you tend, it tends to be a, 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 a directional kind of thing. It becomes a personality piece. So I, I want Jamo to work out as much as anybody who is a fan of the Detroit lions. But beyond what we see, there's other things that people are concerned about that are really close to him. And I'm, I'm just, you want to see a guy like this do the things to turn that around. Because if you don't care enough to change the perception of you, then how much do you really care about what it is that you're doing? And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Michael, um, Kansas City. Oh, I, no, I got to ask you first. I'm, wide receiver. <laughs> yes or no? Uh, not in the first round, no. Yeah. Okay. No, I, nothing short of an alien abduction of that entire room would cause them to pick a wide receiver in the first round that I can imagine. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. It would be different news yeah. on draft night. All right. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, in which case, we have bigger problems. Like, <laughs> yes. Mars attacks. You're sitting in the Kansas City draft room, Michael. Smells of cheeseburgers. Uh, what is? Who is it that you're picking uh, at number 32 on? Overall, I take well, a I, second risk. I, I look down at my hemp bracelet that said, what would Risden do? And I take Osiris, uh, I take the I take the guard. Even though OT. drafting a guard in the first round, it's like going on a blind date with somebody with a good personality or getting socks for Christmas. Um, it's going to keep you warm and probably take care of you. It's the sensible thing. It's just lacks I all sex getting appeal. socks for Christmas. I love but socks. Of course you do. I guess for socks, you're like your big man socks. You're the, well, it's because of your gout. You're the <laughs> world's youngest old man. For God's sakes. Let me get risen in a rocking chair so they can enjoy sunsets. Um, yeah, I think. I think Osiris Torrance makes a lot of sense in Kansas City. Uh, put somebody in the middle of that line, make life easier for uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Cushy socks, gout goy. Do you they agree? Just lose, um, <laughs> they did just lose Andrew Wiley too, yeah. Um, yeah. so that makes that makes sense. Uh, he's in Washington. I want to say maybe Car- or Carol. One of them. I don't know. I don't know the Ron Rivera tree somewhere on the Ron Rivera Trail of Tears. Uh, I, I do like oh. Will McDonald here. I do like um, John Michael Schmitz as a center. Makes some sense here. Uh, Keon White. Kind of fighted to the draft. We haven't taken him. Uh, he's a guy that fits their profile. Uh, they don't have Frank Clark anymore, so I think that's why I'm subconsciously leaning towards um, towards McDonald. But then also Emmanuel Forbes is still out there. Kansas still out there. Julius Brantz, who's a physical freak at cornerback, is out there. He's local too. Uh, trying to think, of who else would be in uh, Mozzie Smith? Possibly. Uh, this is a team that has taken physical freaks. This is a team that took Tyreek Hill, after all. Um, Frank Clark, by the way, was a physical freak in his own right, too. Uh, Bracey's still there. Uh, DJ Turner, the fastest guy in the draft, is there. Uh, Or fastest defensive player, I should say. Uh, Keely Ringo, I don't think think the NFL likes him as much as, as Georgia fans do. That's probably where we're at with the player pool. Um, I certainly could make a good argument for Osiris Lawrence. He's my best player left, so I'm not going to hate it. But I, I do want to throw out that 
defense should be considered here too. Too late. We already picked Chris the Raiders. We already picked OCT. <laughs> <laughs> Have a cheeseburger. Help the gout. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's let's walk through this draft really quick, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll kind of uh, recap what we have. Bryce Young to Carolina, Tyree Wilson to Houston, C.J. Stroud to Tennessee, Will Levis to Indianapolis, Jalen Carter to Seattle, Will Anderson to Detroit Lions, Christian Gonzalez to the Raiders, Bijan Robinson to Atlanta, Paris Johnson to Chicago, Nolan Smith to Philadelphia, Devon Witherspoon heads on over to Arizona, get some sun, Anthony Richardson to Houston, get some hate, Dalton Kincaid goes to Green Bay, uh, Brian Branch to New England, Broderick Jones to the Jets, uh, Darnell Wright to Washington, Joey Porter Jr. to Pittsburgh, Deontay Banks out to Detroit to spend some good time, Skronsky to Tampa. JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to Seattle. Uh, Lucas Van Ness to the Chargers. Quinton Johnson to Baltimore. Hendon Hooker to Minnesota. Miles Murphy to Jacksonville. Jack Campbell sees his way to the Giants. Michael Mayer to Dallas. Jordan Addison to Buffalo. Kalijah Kansi to Cincinnati. Brian Brisset to New Orleans. Jameer Gibbs to Philadelphia. And O.C.T. Osiris Torrance to Kansas City Chiefs. Woof. That's a big one. It's a big draft. We need some thinking. So we need to have this list on hand for Thursday to find out how stupid we all are. I don't think we need right. the list to, to, to show that. <laughs> what's, what's the over Fair. under for a number of picks here that we got right? I'm going to go 3.5. <laughs> I was just going to say four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in the same. I'm in the same. So this is it's it's wacky. We've said it at the beginning. We said it throughout. This is a yeah. crazy, crazy draft. And uh, it's 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 crazy. The wide receiver is that the position is the one that blows my mind the most. Just I don't want to knock on any of the guys, but just the talent pool is not nearly as deep. It's like a West Virginia gene pool. It's just it's it's nothing. And I mean, <laughs> I I'd like to see you know some more talent in that space, but um, the Lions in particular make it difficult because look, if you can't tell what the Lions are doing well, generally you have a much better sense than I feel like we do this year in the NFL, and it's just it's absolutely blindfolding a blind man and spinning him on a bat and saying, go, I don't know what to, what to even think. This is going to be a crazy year. A lot of fun though. On Thursday as we gonna be fun. To cover the draft. It's going to be, a, it's going to be lot. great. Yeah, it will be fun. My, my sleepless night. Cause I have to work through it. That's what I want to do. I'm, I, I am very excited about it. Chris, you know, this about me. Saturday is my favorite day of the year. Yeah. I love day three of the NFL draft. I absolutely love it. Me too. That's, that's the day that we've done two shows. That's where you learn who has actually watched players and who is like regurgitating names. And I, I actually watched the players, so I, I feel pretty good about that. I like I'm, day three I'm because we've done two days of shows, and I finally can sit on the couch with my hand in my pants and my beer in a hand and my other hand and just watch it and like take it in without doing all the stuff. It's it's it's. I love the draft, right? But uh, that that day three is just a nice chill kind of. Yeah. So I will say uh, because I'm not <laughs> able to participate in the draft shows, um, I will do a, a video recap of my thoughts on the draft that you'll get Sunday. I love it. Love it. It'll, it'll post on Sunday. Yeah. Chris will have it on Sunday. That's how we go. <sighs> Michael, we can nice. talk about whatever we want to do. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, there's no gonna... shortage of Michael Gray on the, on the, on the channel. Loving it. 
a lot of great stuff. Check I was it out. Say, you'd be real sick of me by the end of the week because I'd be back here on Thursday for the first round. So good times, good times. All right. Well, we appreciate both of you gentlemen here for the draft. We've got a rolling on the bottom. You can check that out as, as, as we go. Also, don't forget to Detroitlinespodcast.com slash store. Get yourself some of the sweetest FTP shirts. Look at that. The knife through the cheese. Oh, just looking good. And of course, the winner of the naming contest for the offensive line, Hank's Tanks. Got a great, great look there of uh, Hank's Tanks, the best offensive line in the NFL. Uh, head on over, take care of that. Um, Michael, Riz, I want to thank you both very much for doing this. I know it's uh, it's it's been a, it's a little long to go through and do and think through and do all the research for this, but uh, appreciate you guys. This was this was a really really great mock draft. I love it. I love where we wound up. Uh, I, I learned I, I learned about gout. <laughs> Turns out it's uh, due to an increase in uric acid. I had no idea. I was googling it the entire time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So the doctor Sounds will awful. give you an option. You can either stop drinking beer or take a pill. Give me the freaking pill, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't forget to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. $5 a month gets you access to the Slack. And soon a another tier will get you the ad-free uh, podcast on audio, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, stay tuned. We'll talk about that shortly. Also, follow us on Twitter at the Michael Gray at Jeff Risden and at DET Lions podcast. All three of us pants free 24 seven on Twitter. It's the place to be. Give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions podcast. All one word or use your regular old phone and call us in the Lions line at 248-782-8384. It's 248-RUB-U-FUG. What else would you be dialing if you want to talk to us? Uh, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. What happens when they do that, Riz? I get to come into your ears automatically. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. And Popeye didn't have gout because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit <laughs> connection. <laughs>